I used to love that movie. Please don't remake this. I have such fond memories of that film. Please don't remake this. Hey, Hollywood, if you want to be smart, just hire some writers to make some new art. And after our heart to heart, go make a new start. Please, God, please, God. Don't ruin my childhood. Please don't remake this. Please don't remake this. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Please Don't Remake This, the movie podcast where my guest of the week and I get nostalgic and talk about one of our favorite childhood movies. I'm Lauren Mosier, and today I have with me a dancer, a dance lover, and a master's recipient to be one of my best friends, Kat Cochan. I just realized I've never actually heard you pronounce your last name, and I've never asked. <laughs> Yeah, no, you did. You did a great job. It's it's Cochan, but yes, thank you. <laughs> oh, thank God. You have no idea. As I was introducing you, I was like, "Shit, God damn it, Lauren! You totally forgot to ask before we started." <laughs> oh no my God! Oh my God! This is see. This is what happens when you go to theater school and you call people by their first and last names all the time. In the real in the mm. real world, people don't do that. So I forget to ask my friends who aren't who weren't like theater majors with me what how to pronounce their last name oh my yep, god well yep. co-chan i'm so i'm glad i got that right on the first try fuck yeah um well of hello cat welcome to the podcast hey. hi thank you so much thank yeah. you yeah of course i'm so glad that you're coming on you have been a dedicated listener since the beginning and which Woo-hoo. makes me very happy and i'm so excited to have you on to talk about this great movie so today we are talking about center stage the 2000 um famous and fabulous ballet movie that I really feel like we can get into this later about how much it really started I think this dance movie movement because yeah. I, I want to say Step Up was after this movie I believe I, yeah I believe so yeah so um, it's like it really this like got the ball rolling um and I always start the podcast off by asking my guests you know why this movie why did you want to talk about center stage well um I mean, so first of all, thank you for the introduction. I do really appreciate it. Um, And as you heard in the introduction, I am a dancer. I've been a dancer for pretty much my entire life, starting when I was like four. So um, dance has been such a huge part of my life that, of course, uh, finding any movie that involved dance is extremely awesome and always got me all fangirly and such. (laughs) Um, But also... When I was in dance classes, so there's the one of the studios I went to, um, one of the teachers put up a center stage poster in Aww. the studio, and I think, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna post it. I'm gonna send this to her and cor- allow her to correct me if I'm wrong. But I believe she was an extra in the movie itself. Cool. What? Um, yeah, so, like, she, I remember she posted on a social media page, that, like, in one of the credits, you see, like, this, a side view of her face. Oh, my God. The only appearance she has in the entire movie, but um, I do remember that she, she mentioned it once. So, I believe that's why we had a poster in our studio, but um, it was kind of always there, and it was always something I was curious about. And then once I started actually going to, like, 
different dance camps and such, I realized how much of a cult classic it was for any kind of dance student to, like, watch this movie. Yeah, yeah. So um, that was when I was first introduced to it, and that's when I decided I was going to watch it. Um, it does have a bit of uh, adult content, so I was, like, kind of an older kid when I was, when I first watched it i think i was like 12 or 13 yeah yeah um which is appropriate because it does have some um some insinuations in the movie you know yeah well i mean the kids that that had watched it they were like seven or eight Um, oh my god (laughs) yeah so i was very surprised to hear that um and i wondered why if it was such a great dance movie where my parents hadn't like wanted to watch it with me and i once I watched it, I totally understood why. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So this was like, it, it's kind of a, a big thing in the dance world. It's a big thing that a lot of uh, other dancers I know could relate to. And it's also just a fabulous movie with some great choreography and some great actors, actresses, dancers, just like all of it. Yeah. And we'll, of course, we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I... For me, I didn't grow up watching this movie. I, I liked dance, but I wasn't a dancer growing up. Um, I didn't really start to learn how to dance until college. And um, I'm not a confident person calling myself a dancer. That's definitely not my forte. But I try really hard. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Just like the tiniest little like uh, um, audience applause in the background. Like, woo! <laughs> But I had classmates who loved this movie, who would talk about it all the time in college. And, you know, I would see it on um, Netflix and I would see the really moody poster for it. I loved how moody and, like, edgy the poster was for this movie of all of them just, like, of, like, very closely. And this is what they always do with dance movies or theater movies. They always just have them, like, really packed in together in a picture, kind of, like, sexually-esque, like, leaning, you know? Yeah, yeah. And kind of, like, you wish you were us, kind of, like, faces, looks on their faces. (laughs) And, um, I just thought it looked, like, a little silly. And, um... I, my, my, the farthest my dance experience went in terms of dance movies was the Bring It On movies and, uh, which was technically cheerleading, but sometimes they danced and, um, and step up movies. Um, so I finally watched it this year though, cause it was the 20th, uh, anniversary and I read a huge article about it, um, that I have some fun facts about when we get to Ooh. notes about the movie. Um, I read a huge article about it where they interviewed like all of the major actors from it. Um, all of the stars of the movie, and oh. it was really cool. And so I finally watched the movie after reading the article because I was fascinated. I was like, oh, this sounds like more of a cultural phenomenon than I've been giving it credit for. So I only watched it for the first time earlier this year, probably at, like, the beginning of quarantine, I think, actually, in, like, March or April. And yeah. um, I really liked it, and I thought it was a very accurate representation of competitiveness in school and yes. how – a lot of times the relationships you have in school ride that fine line of competition versus like real friendship. Yep. Yep. And absolutely. Uh, I, I thought it was, I thought it was good. And I liked the people, like the characters progressions throughout the movie, how they changed. I thought this is one of the few movies where I feel like girls aren't taken advantage of in this movie. Like if anything, like they're the number one focus and their journeys are much more important than their male counterparts, which I thought was refreshing for 2000. Oh, disagree. I think I mean yes, they were. We can talk get into this more, but I think they're. they're I I do disagree a little bit. I think that the um, the male ego gets stroked quite a bit. Um, 
And I have notes on this too, so Great. we can definitely talk about it. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that later because I I have some thoughts too on it. But for the most part, I was a little like, okay, I can get behind some of these storylines. Um, but yeah, I liked it, and so I was excited when you brought this forward because I was interested. I know I had thoughts when I watched it the first time, and this time writing notes, I was like, ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> It was nice to, like, have a place to put all my thoughts. Um, But now we can move into the stats. So, like I said, 2000, 20 years ago, picture it, um, and PG-13 rating, which is appropriate. Um, Yeah. I feel like nowadays it almost would be PG if it didn't have the word fuck in it. I think it could have, and, like, no hint of nudity, it could have definitely been a PG movie. Because there's really not that many, like... I don't know. Maybe it's my brain. There's not many, t- too many adult themes in it for the most part. Um, I think the, the smoking content and the and the eating disorder. Um, yeah. Also, we should do um, a a warning for those who are struggling with um, eating disorders that the, it will be talked about in this podcast yeah i i was wondering if you wanted to talk about it or not i hadn't i wrote like a couple of notes on it but i wasn't going to talk about it because i'm not educated enough to like i was worried about commenting on it but you for for those listening are studying to be specifically like what specifically is your um focus um well i'm gonna be a dance movement therapist which actually uses dance to to uh, uses dance as a therapy for anyone not necessarily being a therapist just for dancers um but it it, the focus can be used towards people who are uh, dealing with eating disorders um as well as any kind of other disorder or any other kind of mental illness so i do have some education on eating disorders however i do not claim to be an expert um i didn't want to necessarily mention too much about it but i also want those who are listening to understand what they're getting into as well yeah yeah that's great um and i hope people we when we get to those parts we can always give a little warning again so that people know that they can skip ahead um yeah we can give a little psa perfect um and then um the directed by the movie was directed by nicholas hitner um who funny enough director for the crucible movie with um winona Ryder and uh daniel day lewis huh which I I was shocked by because I was like, wait, he did the Crucible and then four years later did this movie. <laughs> I was That's like, crazy. Yeah, and I was looking at his credits. He maybe he had maybe like five or six motion pictures, and then he mostly it seems like directs um, London stage works. Um, and he's okay. done a lot of projects with the National Theatre over there, which I thought was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. and then written by Carol Heikinen. Heikinen, who had very few credits, literally her total writing credits were maybe like five, and this was one of them, um, which for the most part, not bad writing for like so few projects. I, I was impressed. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if her, like the, the, her specialty in, is in like dance or in performance mm-hmm. in some way, because there aren't that many performance-based movies and that might explain why she doesn't have too many writing credits. Yeah, I saw, from what I remember, I believe she had, like, two or three credits, including this movie, that um, were about dance or some kind of art form. Um, so that probably was her specialty. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, choreographed by the amazing Susan Stroman and Christopher Wheeldon, who are two of my favorite director choreographers ever. They're just, like, 
fucking geniuses. And especially at this time, Christopher Wheeldon is more of like a household name for theater people nowadays. But Susan Stroman, um, I mean, today, society and back then, like, superstar. Um, yeah. And then starring uh, the amazing Amanda Schul as uh, Jody, Zoe Saldana as Eva, Ethan Stiefel as Cooper, Susan May Pratt as Maureen, Shakim Evans as Eric, Sasha Radetsky as Charlie, Peter Gallagher as Jonathan, Donna Murphy as Juliet, and Eon, Ion, uh, E-I-O-N, anybody's guess is probably better than mine, uh, Eon Bailey as Jim, Jim Gordon. And uh, amazing cast. It was hard. This movie features so many people. It was hard to narrow down, like, what names to mention. I was like, this movie yeah. is stacked with talent. Um, really? And, yeah, now we can just move straight into the superlatives. So we start with Best Dynamic Duo. And I really only have a couple of nominations for it. It was kind of hard to pick because so many of the relationships in this are, like, kind of toxic, not great. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the two I wrote down are either Maureen and Jim and Eva and Juliet. Um, really? Yeah. I Well, for me, honorable mention is Eva and Juliet. I like that from where they start, you know, Eva is like, it's funny. The first time I watched the movie, I hated her character. I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with you, girl? Like, you are, <laughs> you are throwing away like the best opportunity you could have just because you're like spiteful. Like what? Like control yourself, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And rewatching it this time, I just, I, I had a little bit more of a clear idea that she was just projecting a lot of her insecurities on the school and, like, on the yeah, people there yeah. to try to act like it wasn't that big a deal when she knew it was and, like, wanted to take it seriously but was afraid of being vulnerable. And I like that Juliet, watching it this time, I like that you can see Juliet kind of knowing that and being aware that that's where she was coming from. And so eventually she sees Eva taking school seriously and being vulnerable and choosing to put herself in a better light, you know, to work harder, that Juliet offers her the help that she needs to get her there and to yeah. make her better. And I appreciate that. Um, yeah. And obviously, I think Maureen and Jim, I just think Jim is very supportive of Maureen with all of her issues. And I like that he, um, you know, embraces her. Uh, does she technically apologize for what she says to him when she, like, storms out of his apartment? Um, No. And that's why, that's why I probably wouldn't consider, because as much as I do appreciate the, the caring Jim, like, I have a lot of comments about how Jim's, like, an amazing guy, mm-hmm. and she should have gone for him way earlier. Um, it's not an equal relationship. Mm-hmm. So I argue that, you know, like, he's almost too good for her. Mm. Maybe this is also a spicy hot take, because... I think that, I consider that a spicy hot take, because... <laughs> I... But I support it. That's why I have spicy hot takes. Um, yeah. Because I, I see where you're coming from. I do. Part of it, I feel like, is one, probably an age thing. I mean, he is pre-med. He is in school. And for her, who's, it seems like her only education literally has been dance. Like, does she even go to school? Like. <laughs> so, like, as as someone who knows how these programs tend to work, it's like they're, they're just out of high school. Um, and typically they get, like, tutors. Mm-hmm. So they get a very, like, a significantly less amount of school time than mm-hmm. anyone else. Um, but they're basically dancing full-time and schooling part-time. Yeah, so I feel like that also contributes to her maybe, like, not being as mature about these things, you know? 
But I also understand her predicament and how she must be so scared for anybody to know the truth and how, like, secretive she would be and uh, um, defensive she would be. So it's like, I also kind of understand her behavior sometimes in the movie. It's like, I don't know. It's, I, I agree with what you're saying, though, that it was an unequal relationship. Um, yeah, and, and it seems like she has a lot of just toxic relationships in her life in general. I mean, she doesn't realize uh, her relationship with her mom is toxic until the very end. Um, yeah. And that's suddenly kind of when she understands that she also needs help and, and all these other kind of realizations fall into place. But it seems like she doesn't have a lot of supportive, uh, understanding people that are actually 100% on her side. Yeah, she definitely does it. Um, <laughs> it was rough watching the movie this time and and witnessing that, just, like, all the little digs that Eva makes at her about not having any friends and everything. I'm just like, well, like, the poor girl then. Like, it's, yeah, it's rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the, unfortunately, I do also recognize that when you are, like, the top of the top in a really competitive program and you get recognized for that, it can be really isolating. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But did you have any other nominations for Best Dynamic Duo? Yeah, actually, mine are two. I have two separate couples. Well, oh, not really okay. couples, but um, <laughs> dynamic duos, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one I actually have is Jody and Charlie because I shipped them from the very beginning. <laughs> Charlie's yeah. so cute and so... <laughs> innocent and Mm -hmm. he comes into this thing you know dropping his past girlfriend because he wants to dance and that's his dream and like you can just tell that he's totally into her right from the beginning yeah I love his little looks at her like throughout the whole movie I'm always just like oh those eyes he's just I know he cares so much he is the 90s heartthrob that everyone wished they had (laughs) yeah and (laughs) I think that the fact that they do finally end up together at the end is just, oh, like, especially when she gets to ask him on a date, I just, yeah. I'm so, after being heartbroken that she wouldn't say yes when he asked her out, I'm mm-hmm. just, it it warmed my heart that they ended up together, and, uh, you know, I hope that they were successful as a couple in some way or another. And I like that he stays supportive of her throughout the movie, even after she rejects him, even after he finds out that she's hooking up with, or she did hook up previously with Cooper. I I like that he still supports her, whereas so many other movies would have taken the element of, like, no, he's going to be furious now and, like, kind of hate her, and she's going to have to beg him for forgiveness and blah, 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 blah. I like that he didn't take that route and, like, stayed respectful and stayed supportive uh, yeah. to the very end. I was like, yes, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because, like, they're actually really good dance partners together. They're so good together. Oh, my God. Their chemistry in that final number is amazing. Yeah. So I I ship them. I'm, I'm happy for them. Um, so that was my first dynamic duo. The second one is hilarious um so uh um, the other dynamic duo is sergey and the salsa lady because come on (laughs) how did i know you were gonna suggest them (laughs) like that that scene first of all so hilarious like one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie when they just kind of let loose and like have fun um despite their age because they're definitely not supposed to be there um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but also, like, 
the fact that he has all this time, like, trouble picking up women to mm-hmm. dance with. And he ends up with this older lady who's so, so excited. Yeah. She's yeah. so excited when he says, what What does he say that he is? He says oh, he's mafia. He's mafia. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, that's what gets her to dance with him? Like, what? <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Like, that's one of my best quotes. I'm spoiling it now. One of my best quotes in the movie is when he just keeps trying and finally she's like, well, what are you doing in New York? And he just takes that pause, that dramatic pause and goes, mafia and then, and her face she's so happy she's just like yeah, yeah. this is yeah. the night i've dreamed of and i love even when they're leaving the club and they're trying to get her in a cab to like go away basically and she like doesn't yeah. want to leave it's it's so good oh man oh. i okay i i support that as an honorable mention and i'm totally <laughs> i'm totally down to give the winner uh the winner like award to uh, Jody and Charlie because yes. they are they are great they they have a good yeah. setup. Um, yep. Now we move on to Class Clown, which was a little hard to answer for this movie because I don't find too many of the characters like funny, funny, you know. Um, yeah. So, but I did write down a couple of options. Uh, one more specifically like scenes than people. So I wrote Jim's entrance in the movie when he's joking about the tiara thing. I just thought yep. was charming. I was like, yep. that's cute. I like how he's like really like committing to the storyline, and he's just going for it, and I dig that. And yeah. uh, I also wrote this is my favorite scene, one of my favorite scenes of the movie that gets me every time, when Cooper and Charlie are like quote unquote competing in rehearsal to see who can be better at yeah. whatever crazy move they come up with, and I live for that scene every time <laughs> and specifically the end of it when like cooper does something crazy and charlie's just like i'll work on it <laughs> yep yeah and then he's like yeah you do that yes he literally <laughs> says that you do that i was like wow cooper okay yeah uh, Ugh. do you have any nominations yeah i was just gonna i was just gonna say jim in general because yep. like he's not necessarily like funny funny like grab your belly funny but he's definitely <laughs> like if if someone came up to you and said those things you would kind of like have a weird face and mm-hmm. like laugh uncomfortably because this is a stranger that's walking up to you trying to trade food for a tiara yeah <laughs> like it's just it's just very strange but um but no I like I like his character throughout and I like how he kind of knows what he wants and he's very persistent um, but he's also respectful, mm-hmm. and I think that that, like, being able to be witty and comedic without being over the top and, like, rude is really, really hard. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think, I think Jim deserves it. I think he's kind of the underdog of the whole story, and I think he totally deserves it. He really is. For, for being barely in the movie, he's really commands every scene that he's in. And really brings a good um, vibe to the movie that helps balance the drama of the school. He really kind of helps ground the movie in reality a little bit more where you're just seeing like boy meets girl kind of thing. And it's really cute. Yep. Definitely. Um, Okay. Yay. Congratulations, Jim. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then we move on to... Oh, so I have a new category that I just added to the podcast recently on an episode I just recorded. So... I just added the literal worst category, where it's <laughs> the character you hate the most, you like the least, who is literal dog shit. And I have an honorable mention and uh, a formal winner. So my honorable mention is Maureen's mother, 
Oh my god. Because Oh my gosh. Wow. Her quotes oh in this god. movie are yeah. wow. And my and then the winner for me, and then we'll we'll discuss this obviously, is Jonathan, the head of the company. Because Interesting. The shit he pulls, the way he phrases things are just like the timing for some of his actions. Like when he kicks Emily out of the workshop just because of her weight, which there was no problem, FYI. Nothing yeah. wrong with her. Yeah. Um, it's just, I cannot believe he does that right at the end of the program. Instead of just letting her be in the number, he's just like, no, you will not represent us. You don't, how does he say he doesn't, she doesn't care enough about her body? Yeah, yeah. Which is bullshit, first of all. Um, you care for your body by nourishing it and being aware of your, like, your own needs. I'm sorry. Like, mm-hmm. no one else is an expert about caring about your body except you yes so that's just a little psa out there y'all if you care about your bodies you're doing the right thing Mm -hmm. you're like just anyway um (laughs) (laughs) yes no i i see what i definitely see how he could be the absolute worst because of that um i don't know but like maybe it's just because of how charming he is um, <laughs> he's. I, necessarily... I will give him. I will give him credit, but he is sexy as fuck. Just like yeah. looking at him, I'm just like Peter Gallagher, man. Yeah. Fuck, man, like he's yeah. good looking, son of a bitch. But yeah, and uh, it's just it's it's hard because I I see how he's the worst, but I also see him somewhat being a victim. Well, he's definitely a victim for the fucking dance number that Cooper puts together. Oh my god! Yeah. Like I well. Like, it, I, it was know clear. I know you're bitter, Cooper, but, like, Jesus Christ, to do that in public at an event that, like, this the school is hosting. Like, I, I, yeah. And it was clear that that was going to be where it was going. And oh, I'm surprised clear. that he never made an appearance to, like, intervene. <gasps> that must it. have, that, I, I have that as one of my notes, but that must have been in the contract that, like, if he was going to choreograph a piece for the workshop that he had total control over the piece and that like he wasn't allowed to go watch i'm still surprised he didn't have like spies reporting to him on it you know i feel like that's like a thing like (laughs) he definitely would have had a student reporting back to him to tell him how bad it was or i feel like that would have been a subplot in this as if like anna or maureen wanting to undermine the other students being better than them like reported on the number being about the relationship i feel like that definitely that would happen in a movie nowadays <laughs> maybe not yeah. 2000 but the 2020 version of this movie would have had a subplot about a student reporting on the the the, the storyline of that number also someone who you know has been in like multiple different pieces by different choreographers and been part of a bigger school kids talk mm-hmm. kids talk about everything they will talk about every moment that was good bad and ugly from the rehearsal past like that's just what happens and they will talk about it all day long and they will not let it go because that's the most important thing in their life so the fact that the like jody didn't talk with charlie for example you know while he was teaching something and he didn't overhear like i don't understand why they weren't outraged by the storyline they were being taught I guess because they they probably thought it was funny. Like, I feel like, because you see, I noticed there's a moment, you we only get, like, one moment in that whole, like, sequence when they're being taught the dance where we see kind of their opinion on it. And it's when 
um, Cooper is explaining what roles they're going to be playing. And yeah. he tells Charlie that he's going to be the, uh, like, the leader of a dance group, you know, of, like, a dance academy. Yeah, the director. Yes. And um, you see you see Charlie and, uh, and Eric look at each other like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, like, all we get in terms of their opinions on the piece. That's yeah. all the research we get. Um, and... It, yeah, I wish kind of we had more of an opinion on, like, how, how the fuck did he get away with this? Yeah, because as, go- I mean, they're so gossipy as a group that, you like, it seems like it would be obvious that they would have gossiped about this. Mm-hmm. And that it would have been a, a topic of conversation, especially considering how much um, Jody got intertwined in the whole saga. Yeah, I'm... Maybe. Well, but also I feel like only Charlie was the one who knew that her and Cooper hooked up. I felt like that was a well-kept secret. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know if people would have known about her being involved, but I wonder... I just wonder if maybe, like, uh, Peter Gallagher's character, Jonathan, knew that the piece was, like, kind of about him and, and his wife, but, like didn't think it would be so blatant like maybe he thought it'd be hinted at but not like literally the story of the whole ballet yeah 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 so maybe totally. like maybe he was trusting because he was just like well like this is just like he like just let him vent you know but like i mean peter gallagher really seemed jonathan really seemed to just ignore cooper's feelings the entire movie like he trusted him the fact that he trusted cooper to win over that old lady to get the donation for the school, <laughs> for the company, I was like, yeah. "What are you like, Jonathan? You stole his girlfriend. What do you think? And then married her. What are <laughs> What are you doing? Why do you think he's gonna help you? Like, oh my god, Jonathan! For yeah. like as awful as he is, he's also so fucking stupid. Like, he is. He is. But the thing is, that's totally how that shit works. I'm sorry, but it is like. Because everyone knows that there are some older people in the community who have a lot of money, who don't have anywhere to funnel it to, and they will get crushes on these young, bright, promising students. Yeah. And how much do you want to bet? He was thinking, well, if this guy could get my my future wife, like, this guy can get anyone. Yeah. So try an old lady. Like, and that's I'm sure definitely... there were... And that's, that was the intention. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you can see it in his face when he's, like, telling him to go talk to her. Like, the way he, like, phrases it and the way he, he like, really pushes it on them. He's, like... And I can... And you see his surprise when he finds out that they've been talking. Yeah. Yep. It's, like... Well, exactly. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Ugh. God. So, do you... Did you have any... Do you want any nominations for the literal worst category? Ooh. This is not something I was able to write down in advance. Um, I don't know. I kind of, Cooper? Um, yeah, he, oh, I should have put him as an honorable mention. He's fucking horrible in this. I don't know. I think, I think both Cooper and Maureen's mom are actually probably more dramatic than Jonathan, in my opinion. But, um, I don't like Cooper because he, he played Jody Only because he still is in love with, um, what's her name? Oh, he's still um, in love with he, his ex. Yeah, yeah. 
Like, it's obvious from the very beginning, from the gala all the way through the movie, that he's in love with her, and he's forced to dance with her in the company. And, like, then he channels his feelings to this young girl for, for a fling. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I, I mentioned this later, but when you see after they have flung and they're, like, laying in the bed, mm-hmm. he is the least cuddly-looking person in the entire world. Yep. Like, he literally looks, like, as stiff as a board laying next to her, being like, do you do you want anything? He's trying to be all kind, but he looks, like, so uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just like, no. He took advantage of her so hard. He did, but I also... <laughs> Maybe this is, like, I'm being a bad feminist, but I get so mad at her watching this movie when she falls for him so hard and, like, says that they're seeing each other. And I'm like, girl, you had one hookup. Like. She's 18. She's 18. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, what that's, do you expect? I, well, I do have a note that, like, he, uh, that he's way too old for her. And yes. I also write as a note. I'm like, the movie doesn't really address this, so I don't know if it's true or not. But, like, is she supposed to be a virgin? When she has sex with him? I think so. Because the way that she acts afterwards seems like a very stereotypical virgin thing to do. Of just like, oh my god, I'm so like head over heels in love with you kind of thing, you know? And like to the point where like the scene, the scene that, the only scene where I really hate Jody is when, because I love her character overall, but this is the scene that I'm like, girl, you're being really stupid right now and there's no reason to be this stupid. When she goes to the ballet and watches him perform and expects to talk to him when he comes off stage in between his dancing. I'm like, honey, you as a dancer know you are focused. You have no reason to expect him to talk to you right now. You actually shouldn't be even allowed backstage. If you're not a dancer in the core in that ballet, why the fuck did they let you in through the stage door? Yeah, it's the whole that whole scene is absolutely cringy. Yes. 100% cringy. I was like, just leave like and it's true every single dancer on the face of the earth knows that when after you dance something you go off the stage you need to catch your breath for a second you need to like be yourself for a hot minute before you go back go back on stage yeah and he and he has to stay focused he has to stay in it you know if he i don't know like how method he is with his dancing but he wants to like stay in character or at least like stay in the moment you know yeah. And for her to try to have a conversation with him about how good he's being, it's like, yeah, that's nice. Say it after the show. Like, don't say it in the middle of the performance. Like, that's... Yeah. Now's not the time. And again, it's like, you only went out together once. And then and then never again. Seemingly, it seems like they never spend another second together after that day. And yeah, much. I just get frustrated that she hangs on to him so hard. So that even in the end, when she makes her comment about, like, him being a boyfriend, he kind of sucked. It's like, he wasn't your boyfriend. <laughs> like... Yeah, I don't even know why he agreed to that. Like, shouldn't he have been outraged? Yeah, he should have been like, um, what? Like, there were moments in this where I almost wish he had said something that he would have, like, and then I don't know if that would have made his character worse, him pointing out that they (laughs) just had one, like, single fling and that it's not that big a deal. But, like, she needed somebody to tell her. Like, and that's, I feel like, again, that's, like, something I feel like would be in a movie nowadays where a girlfriend of hers would have been like, honey, you only went out with him once. He doesn't, like... (laughs) owe you that much you know yeah and also he's he's the adult here right Mm -hmm. like he's he should be the adult so and all the other girls when they were gossiping at the beginning of the movie they were like oh yeah he when he was in london he would what what did they say they would um, they literally said he like screwed every girl in tights was how they phrase it yeah so i was like this is 
this is common knowledge. This is not, you know, that that does not imply relationship. That does not imply boyfriend. Yeah, and it's like you would think she would see the ex's face and realize how crazy she was being. Like I don't know. She I, she seemed like her head was in the clouds. In that ye- whole, like, serious time. clouds. Yeah. So. <laughs> Oh my god. But back to the category. I'm willing to I'm willing to tie uh Maureen's mother in and Cooper as the lead of the literal worst category and then Jonathan as a honorable mention because Yeah, yeah, just in in I mean, Maureen's mom is terrible. Literally. And everything that comes out of her mouth in this movie is an insult. Like she yep. never has a good moment in this movie. Nope. Not a single one. Yeah. Yikes. Um, moving on to the where are they now category. Um, I tried to really narrow down this category. So, like, obviously there's so many characters in this movie. So I tried to just focus on, like, the main ones that we see. And I have an honorable mention and then an actual winner um, as my nominees. And the honorable mention really doesn't really need to be on this list. Amanda Shul, who played um, Jody, she actually is working a lot. I looked up her credits, and she has credits, like, every few months, like, every year since this came huh. out. And has had, uh, like, recurring appearances on Suits and on Pretty Little Liars and has had, like, a few hits under her belt. So she seems actually to be doing pretty okay and still looks gorgeous. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and for me, the main winner I wrote was Susan uh, May Pratt, who plays Maureen in this. Um, because she gets this movie, like, two huge phenomena. She gets this movie and then 10 Things I Hate About You. And is kind of eternally this, like, face that we recognize growing up in these movies. And she's just, she still does work, but it's such, like, small little projects. Um, I just don't, I haven't seen her. Those are, these are literally the only two movies I've ever seen her in, I think. The only two projects I've seen her in. Um, and I really like her in both of those movies and I like her in this and I'm just kind of sad that she's not around as much or like just not as noticeable. Um, do you have any nominations? Well, I actually was gonna, um, say the, the actress that played Jodi, um, because I haven't seen her in anything, but it's, so it was surprising to hear that she's been consistently getting work all over the place. Um, but I don't think it's. Has it been anything major? Has it been anything, like, significant? I mean, like, major shows, but nothing, like, uh, and I'm I'm not sure if she's been, like, a lead in anything again. Like, from what I was seeing of her credits, it seemed like she was usually, um, like, a supporting actress on a show or, like, yeah. um, had, like, a shorter character arc on a show, maybe, like, a few episode arc. Um, but nothing like this movie where she's, like, literally the, the shining star. Yeah. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Um, and then I also was curious about Cooper's character. Yeah, he, I, I didn't look him up, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he's like legit a dancer. Like, I don't think he has, um, don't think he has many. I'm looking up the, the IMDB right now, checking on him. He played the same character in the center stage, uh, sequel, Cooper Nielsen in 2008. Um, not surprised. <laughs> He, it looks like he's done, like, all ballet things. Like, his top credits are Giselle and Flesh and Bone, both um, ballet movies. Um, oh, he's actually more recently been in at the Royal New Zealand Ballet. Really? Yeah. Um, but he was uh, in the 
around the time the movie was made, he was a principal dancer with ABT, which which makes sense. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm, good for him. Well, I'm glad at least he's still performing. Like he's still dancing. Um. And now he's an a- he's a guest instructor. At oh, cool. um, ABT school. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and it looks like he's choreographing several different pieces, um, Washington Ballet, among other things. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I do wish we could have gotten more screen time of him, um, just because I do think he, he was, out of most, a lot of the actors in this, I feel like he was one of the most charismatic. Like, he really did a good job of holding his own in the, in the film, um, considering he was so prolific in theater work and stage work. But I'm glad at least he still has a prominent career. Good for him. Yeah. So I guess he, we know where he is. He's all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, New Zealand. That's cool. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Um, should we move on to most likely to succeed? Yes. Um, so again, I only, I have an honorable mention and then I have a potentially pretty clear winner. Um, honorable mention is Peter Gallagher. Just because after this movie, he ends up getting the OC and becomes, like, a household name, basically, while that show's on TV. And he still gets, like, so many um, uh, star turns in so many movies. I mean, he was in, in, like, cult movies, like, Burlesque. He was in one of the Step Up movies, actually, which I find funny. He did a different dance movie, different kind of role, but, like, a dance movie, nonetheless, in one of the Step Up movies. The Miami one, which is arguably my favorite for biased reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure it's because he had a lot of the, the dance um, lingo under his belt. Yeah. And um, and then for me, the clear winner is Zoe Saldana. Because talk about, like, household name. Talk about, like, a fucking Marvel franchise. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. That girl is just, like, rolling in fame at this point. And, and mm-hmm. she has the talent to back it up. Um, like if there's anybody in this movie that if I'd watched it in 2000, if there's anybody I would have been rooting for to like really make it, it probably would have been her. And I think she, out of all of the students, I think she gives the best acting performance in this movie. So yeah, I have the same two names actually. So, but I could definitely give it to Zoe. And you know, the interesting thing is she's actually one of the only non-dancers in the cast. Which I... I have I have a spicy hot take on the casting when we get to it, because uh, okay. I do as I love her acting in this movie, but I am frustrated that they didn't cast uh, a true dancer in in the movie because, and I but I also part of the spicy hot take I will like say that and then also uh, I defend the movie in the same yeah. breath where I understand the main reason I can tell that they did that was because they want Jody to stand out as the best dancer and so of course she's the only girl out of the three that we see up close and personal as like an amazing dancer yeah and all the other girls have very specific shots that only show like their arms and not their legs not what their feet are doing and every time zoe saldana is shown on screen and it's like a faraway take it's clearly a different dancer yeah yeah and I, of course, when I was younger and watched it for the first time, I didn't know that. So yep. <laughs> I was very impressed. But um, I do think that she did a little bit of her own dancing for, like, some of the classroom stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, just not in, like, the performances, really. Yeah. 
And with, but in, even with a lot of the class scenes, it's like all you see is their arms, their upper body, but you don't really get yeah. to see what their feet are doing, which is arguably the hardest, hardest part of ballet. And yeah. for them to not show it, like I get frustrated sometimes, but then again, like I said, it's because they want Jody to look fucking amazing. And if <laughs> all of them looked good, it would be hard for you to support Jody like being the lead of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So congratulations, Zoe Saldana, as most likely to succeed. <laughs> Congrats on your Marvel franchise. <laughs> um, now we move into Most Iconic, which uh, I wrote down. It was kind of hard for me to decide because I have only seen this movie a few times. So I, I really had to like rack my brain a little bit. Um, I wrote down a few things. Uh, Jody's red outfit for the finale of the ballet. Yep. I, I didn't even know really what center stage was. And when I first got a Facebook in high school, I would see people post video of that sequence of her in the red outfit. And I would just be like, oh, my God, who is this? Where can yeah. I get that 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 whole outfit? Where can I get those red point shoes? Like, are you kidding me? Um, yeah, I know. Incredible. Uh, I wrote the final dance sequence, um, mostly specifically focusing on like the, uh, her red outfit and like the dynamic between her and the two guys and the whole core dancing with her. Yeah, um, yeah. Is incredible. Uh, for, for me watching it this time, the jazz warm-up sequence, when they're trying to make jazz look so sexy. And uh, it's so cringy. It's so cringy. Like, why? Who thought that that was a good idea? <laughs> but the thing is, you go to some jazz classes in New York City, and that's what you see. So Some. Some. I've, uh, I've taken some of those classes. That Yeah, sometimes they can be like that. But, like, in this movie, it's just weird. <laughs> it's, just... it's weird, but it's also absolutely iconic. Because we all... I feel like if, if you've ever been in a performing arts dance class, you have had a teacher. It, it like, it brings up Fosse vibes. It brings up... It brings up a lot of, a lot of like, musical theater vibes. Yes, um, very. I just, I feel like it's so relatable as a performer to, you know, that there is a class like that out there, whether oh, yeah. or not it's classified as jazz, I don't know, but like <laughs> everyone has been in a class like that with like the one warm up you do every single time and you go and you shake your booty a ton and like, <laughs> it's just, and you have the, an overly sexual, uh, dance teacher mm-hmm. in the front, like wanting to, to challenge everyone to be a little bit more sexy, like. That's totally a thing. Yeah. I feel like if I watched this movie with Keith, he would be mortified to see them all just, like, kissing each other before the class started. <laughs> like, I feel like Keith, in a total panic, would turn to me and be like, you don't do that when you go to dance class, right? Like, <laughs> the poor guy would be petrified. And I'd just be like, ew, no, that's just weird. I, do- I don't like that. <laughs> it's horrible. Oh, oh man, but yeah, that that jazz warm up gets me every time. Um, most iconic. Um, I just wrote. Uh, I also wrote ABT and ABA, just like. Oh as my god! I feel like there's no movie that better like uh is like free advertising for these programs, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also wrote. Uh, I wrote it as the quote, but the one I'm referring to because they talked about it a lot in the article I read about the 20th anniversary. They talked about this quote a lot, where. <laughs> Where Maureen is fighting with uh, Jim and she says, I am the best goddamn dancer in the American Ballet Academy. Who the hell are you? Nobody. 
<laughs> and I I actually, what's funny is in the article, she talks about how, like, that line was so cringy and she didn't like it. She didn't like saying it. And she didn't know how to say it properly and, like, convincingly yeah. enough because she thought it sounded so childish. But, like, I know people who have said things like that. I have said dumb shit like that. And I think it's a very accurate representation of just how lost she was. That, like, that's where, yeah. that's where her brain went. I was like, I'm the best dancer at this school and you're nobody. Like, he's studying to be a fucking doctor and he just called him nobody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I just think that's, like, a great representation of of uh, of how toxic the environment was that they were all in. Um, and then the last most iconic thing I wrote was the uh, competition scene between the two boys, between Cooper and Charlie. Um <sighs> I oh. I just love just watching them do that crazy shit. I had I rewatched it maybe like three times. I was just oh. like, Ugh. oh man, oh man. The swoon. But the thing is, uh, I just you know people like that. You know, like oh yeah. If you've again, if you've been in a dance class, there are always two guys who are absolutely trying to prove their masculinity through these these dancing and dancing in tights mm-hmm. and 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 who can jump higher who can jump farther who can split their legs more i mean <laughs> it's just who can do more turns in the air while they're jumping um it's just so funny and oh i mean i feel like that's that's something that's so it's just so typical and it's so relatable for me that I'm, it makes me so happy that they included something like that because that's what it's, that's what it's like. That's what it's like. (laughs) And women do it too, especially in the dance world. That's absolutely what it's like. It also reminded me of that, that one scene where the, I don't think they, they tell us what her name is, but the girl does only triple pirouettes. Anna, Anna. (laughs) Anna. I love, and I even love how, like, Jonathan looks, like, happy that she says that. Like, he literally laughs, and it's just, like, in the yep. background. I'm like, Jonathan, this is why I hated him. Because I was like, fuck <laughs> you, of course you're supporting the bitch who's trying to ruin everybody else's chances of looking good. Because she's a fucking yeah. show-off. And, um, but and the I, fact that the, the dance teacher was also, like, how dare you do a triple? You're doing yes. a double like everyone else. I was like, yes, girl! Yeah, I was so proud. That was, like, when I really started... Well, I love Juliette Simone's character throughout the movie, but that's when I really, like, fall in love with her. Because I'm just like, yeah, you stand by the choreography that you created. It's just a totally realistic char- character um, choice for this particular teacher. So that's why I absolutely love it. Yeah. So... Um, I also had the last ballet scene, so um, just like the whole, the, I mean the whole production from the last part of the, the movie, like of course it's iconic. Yeah. That whole that whole ballet is Which amazing in it. A huge budget. They gave him a huge budget for that whole number. I mean, they put his motorcycle in there. <laughs> like <laughs> what? That is that is one of my notes. It's incredible. that is every stage manager's nightmare. <laughs> nightmare yep (laughs) i also have for most iconic the moment that she gets on the motorcycle and her hair explodes (gasps) out of her bun yes (laughs) i love i didn't i didn't remember how sexy that moment was and when it happened this time i gasped i was like oh okay (laughs) wow her hair is so pretty (laughs) but the how how 
Oh, there's so no the, the biggest how. Okay, we're ignoring the biggest how of that scene. When they're fighting over her, she's wearing that blue dress, and then all of a sudden she's wearing n- none of the previous things that she wore before. Her makeup and is her, completely different, and her hair is completely different. Her hair is in braids. Also, her point shoes. They the 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 videographers think they're so clever because they they pan down to her point shoes, and then they pan back up, and she's in her new outfit. But the thing is, they back up. And she has red point shoes on. Yeah. For the whole rest of that scene. Yep. Totally, totally unrealistic. Great. It looks amazing. Totally unrealistic. I cannot That's believe. That's not a stage thing. And this is the difference between stage dance and video dance, my friends. Yep. Also, fun fact about, so this is one of the fun facts from the article that I read. Those red shoes, the way that they dyed them made them, from what I understand, made them slippery and extremely hard to dance in. And uh, the actress who played Jody, um, Amanda Scholl, talked about how it was really hard for her to p- do the pirouettes at the end of the number because she kept slipping and falling out of it. And she was really mm-hmm. scared she wasn't going to be able to do the take. And she's still upset with the way that she lands out of the out of the turns when the curtain's gone down. Oh my god, yeah, I noticed that. She talks. She talked about it in the interview that she was like, you have no idea. Like, I tried so hard to land properly and I couldn't do it in those shoes and it was humiliating and one of my greatest (laughs) regrets is that I couldn't get those shoes to fucking work and I was like girl but you did the damn thing I could not have performed in slippery shoes are you kidding me yeah and anyone who's like dyed their shoes or pancaked their shoes like it's it's a whole different animal that you're dealing with once you once you have to recoat them like it's just it's absolutely it's yeah it's crazy yeah never mind the, the stage aspect yeah. But, um, anyway, um, actually speaking of point shoes, so the other, so, um, the point another shoe scene. iconic, talking. just the, the point shoe scene in general, there are several of them where they kind of show the, the wear and tear process yeah. and the breaking them down, breaking them in, um, absolutely iconic and so realistic Mm-hmm. And thank goodness it's realistic because they actually did the dance world a little bit of justice by showing like what we have to do before we put those shoes on to make them somewhat usable. Never yeah. mind comfortable because of course they're not comfortable. And then they show later um, Jody after she practiced that e- that one evening. Mm-hmm. That she took her point shoes off and they showed all of her blisters and I was like, yes, showing realistic feet. Yeah. Anyway, I still have one more iconic yeah. bit that I wanted to point out, and that is, it's part of that last scene, um, and it is the hair accessories that they chose for the last scene. If you haven't seen, so at the very end, the, all the girls are in, like, a line, mm-hmm. and they're doing a similar step to what they do in Swan Lake in the Four Little Swans. Yeah. Um, but they do these head flips. With their buns, and they have these hair ribbons, yeah. so when they do the head flips, the ribbons go up and down, and I just think that that is absolutely classic, like, something that the the costume staff and the directors had to have come up with, um, either if it was, I don't know if it was to appease the costume, the costume people, or if it was um, something they wanted to add stylistically, but... I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was super funny. I love that detail. I totally agree. That's definitely iconic to that scene. Um, Just because I think it adds... I mean, again, it's like with stage costumes, you specifically always want to go for like texture and drama. 
And I like that they kind of add in that element of something that I feel like would have been a genuine stage costume. I feel yeah. like those ribbons definitely would have been something on in a in a performance versus just like for a film. Um, but nice, yeah, nice most iconics. Um, now we move into best dressed, which I have numerous nominations um, because I really I like people's costumes in this. Yeah. Um, I wrote down Jody. Um, I think overall she just dresses really well for herself and like always looks good in whatever she's wearing. Um, Cooper, his leather jacket, that's one of my notes in this movie, his leather jacket he wears after dance class is perfect. Like, <laughs> I I need that leather jacket. I I'm so impressed. Um Jim, <laughs> I really like Jim's clothes. I just like that he like looks like just like an, a normal college student. And, again, like, kind of grounds the rest of the movie in comparison to everybody's athleisure, you know, and all of their athletic clothing. I think he just, like, looks like a normal dude. And then Juliet, um, Donna Murphy's character, just, like, looks pristine, like, the whole goddamn movie. And, like, between her makeup and her hairstyles and her outfits, she just, like, looks so fucking good all the time. Yeah, yep. And for me, she just, like, slays the movie when it comes to her costumes. <laughs> I, I love her so much. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely some great nominations there. Um, I would say I agree with everything that you said. I would also add the entire jazz class. <laughs> Literally the just the entire jazz class because it's it absolutely shows off, like, the... Because... So many people in the late 90s, early 2000s were, were in the, into the workout scene. And it absolutely highlights, like, the best of the best and the worst of the worst when it comes to working at workout clothes. Yeah. Um, so next time you watch the movie, y'all, go to that scene and just watch as they pan through the people. Um, it's it's a trip. It's a whole trip and a half. Um, but I especially liked um, Jody's red sweatpants in that scene. Um, mm-hmm. just because, I mean, the, the camera angle, they, they had to get, a, they had to get a pic of, of Jody's butt. Mm-hmm. So, um, the fact that they highlight her butt so nicely, even though she's in a leotard underneath, I thought that was very, very tasteful. <laughs> um, I like how they highlight Cooper's butt. I, I love that whole moment <laughs> where she just checks him out so openly. It's just like, yep. and she even kind of like smiles, just like, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yep pretty gets me much. every time pretty much oh my god um and then i also think that oh i don't know i eva is really really especially i like eva's outfit um what was it oh when she the, when she first goes into the ballet class oh yeah and her hair is a mess and like she's wearing that leotard I feel like if anyone here is a ballet dancer, you all have had that moment where you walk into class and you know that you're not wearing something you should, mm-hmm. but you want to wear it so badly that you wear it anyway, and you're just waiting for someone to yell at you. Should we move on to best quote? Sure, sure. Wait, actually, I did want to mention, because um, I know you don't always talk about best song, but oh, yeah. I did I did want to put in a best song. Um Actually, I had two. So one was um, Michael Jackson's The Way You Make Me Feel. And the other is actually at the very, very beginning. Um, Cosmic Girl. Cosmic Girl is awesome. <laughs> it's such a great song. It's like such a great peppy song. And I love how that's what's going on. Like, 
in the hustle and bustle of the audition space. Uh, it just it, the the way that they they um, put those two together, the the music and the the scene itself. I thought it was brilliant. I see. I really like the the song that stood out to me was "I Want to Be with You." I want to be with you. That one, like when yeah, I. For some reason, that song really stood out to me. I was like, wait, that's a bop. Like, I'm going to add that to my, my favorites playlist like that. <laughs> I actually thought it was so cute and, like, kind of, like, really on the nose for the scene, which sometimes kind of bothers me because I'm just, like, I'm kind of distracted about how <laughs> it's literally telling the story of the movie as we're watching it. But I thought it was cute. Um, but, yeah, Cosmic Girl. Man, Cosmic Girl. Okay, I'm totally down to give that for best song. That That's a good one. Um with best quote, I literally have almost exactly the first line in the movie when Jody's parents are waiting and they ask, you know, how many kids are going to get taken? And she says 12. And the dad says 12 out of this class. And the woman responds, out of the whole planet. <laughs> and I was like, what? That is so dramatic, but also something somebody would totally say. <laughs> like, Yes, absolutely. Out of the whole planet. Like, wow, this is so explicit. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just <laughs> I just find it fucking hilarious. <laughs> Um, what's your, what's your first one? So my first one is, uh, when they start going into the dorms and it's Eva and Jody in the, in the dorm and, uh, Maureen walks in and she asks, what are you doing? And then Eva says, I'm knitting a sweater as she's smoking a cigarette. (laughs) And I just think that is like the perfect introduction of their, their whole relationship Oh, yeah. Um, I just think it's a really, really great place to be. Yeah. And that's that's definitely a, an accurate moment of, like, something that would happen in real life. Like, that definitely would have been an exchange between a girl who's been at that school since she was nine years old and this new girl who's just, like, over it already. <laughs> um, for my next one, I have um, when Jonathan is first introducing himself and talking to the new recruits. And he's talking about their careers. And he just says, for most of you, that will never happen about being successful. (laughs) And I was like, I have known professors who have said things like that. I've known teachers who have said things like that. And like, and, and said it on the first day, like people who have said that blatantly on the first day. And it's like, cool. And I like how Eric jokes later about just like, I hope he doesn't think that was a pep talk, (laughs) that it was encouraging. I think it's just amazing. Um, so yeah, way to go, Jonathan. Um, oh, the next one I have is um, by Eric when Eric is introduced to all of us and he says, Eric Jones, my stage name is Eric O. Jones after Oprah. She's my inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when like Oprah was that person, like also on like Drake and Josh, when just like, why, why was Oprah in like all of these references? Like... I don't know, honestly. I don't. I'm kind of curious what the inspiration was for for that line because it has absolutely nothing to do with anything. Yeah, it doesn't in the it, entire movie ever. It doesn't come up again. Never comes up again. <laughs> it's just like it was weird. It's so random, but good, I guess. I don't... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I thought I thought it was so random that I had to highlight it. Oh yeah, classic. Um, my next one I have is in when they're in one of the core classes and Sergey says to, is doing the dance and says to Eva, uh, I am your slave. And she goes, I'd believe it more if you weren't staring at your own fucking reflection when you said it. (laughs) 
I love that. That, that is one of my favorites. That's one of her like best moments in the movie where I'm like, God bless you, Ava. Like that's Eva. Like you go, girl. That's <laughs> and I like that even Jonathan says like, but she has a point. <laughs> or no, not Jonathan, but the other professor, the other dance instructor. He says like, if I wanted to hear profanity, I'd I'd go I'd ride the subway. And then, but as he's walking away, he goes, but she has a point. <laughs> okay, so the next one I have, um, actually, this totally goes with the pettiness, right? It goes right into it. Um, it's when they're in class, and they're going across the floor, and <laughs> I think it was Juliet that says this. She says, watch where you're going, sweetheart. We don't have collision insurance. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the other teacher, after the fact, after she goes across and she gives her such a dirty look, she's like, who let that disaster in here? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That, that, everybody is, I mean, I have that, one of my notes written down in this is, I wish I had kept count of how many times they criticized Jody in this movie. Because, like, wow. Like, the amount of critique she gets in this movie is fucking harsh and also relatable as fuck. Like, yep. Yep. Absolutely. Oh my god. Yeah. Um my next one because this was I don't like Kathleen is her name of the girl who's married to Jonathan's character, the ex. Yeah. And yeah. I she also for me wanted to be an honorable mention for the literal worst cuz sometimes she has moments where like she fucking sucks. And but this part is really funny what she says when she sees how obsessed Jody is with Cooper. She goes, "She's a heartbeat away from tattooing your name on her ass." Oh, good. Yes, I have that one, too. Oh, man, that was that was such a good burn. And the way she says it through her teeth, smiling on stage, just like, ha. Ah. <laughs> it's so good. And the cut back it to is. Jody like, p- applauding like crazy back backstage. And it's just like, oh, no. Oh, yep, no. Yep. Oh, so uh, good. Yeah. That is really good. Well, actually, mine is also referring to Kathleen. Um, but it's something that Maureen says, and it's when they're, they're like, in their dance warm-ups, and they're talking about the, the hot goss between the, the love triangle that happens. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the other students was praising how Kathleen is so beautiful uh, when she walks <gasps> in. Oh, yeah. Right? And then <laughs> Maureen goes, well, I think she looks like a gerbil. <laughs> Which I was like, girl, What? <laughs> Oh, like, who came up with this and why? We need some explanation here. We need some background. Yeah, yeah it is harsh. That is just, yeah, rough. Rough, rough, rough. Yeah. The capital R. Yeah. Oh, man. I'd already mentioned the best goddamn dancer line, that iconic. Um, But then I also, so this is also a Maureen line that's a follow-up to that scene, like, when she does go to, like, talk to him about what's going on with her. And she says, you know, she wants to know how much what you liked about me was because I was a ballet dancer and how much because I was me. And Um... I just really like that moment because, like, I love the idea that she thinks, like, the ballet dancer aspect of her is, like, the most important. That, like, that's all people would see. But it's like, of course, he's a normal boy. Why would he? He probably hasn't even seen her dance. Like, why would that be the focus for him? You know, like, that's why he's seeing her. But, um... Yeah. I love I love that she asks that, and I love that we get a glimmer of how insecure she is and how vulnerable she is. And and the way she says it, too, her acting in that moment is amazing. The tears in her eyes and everything. It's just like, oh, honey. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Heart-wrenching. Yeah. 
Love it. Um, let's see. I have a couple of couple more. Yeah. Um, so the next one I have is when, oh, I think it was when Eva and Maureen have their, one of their, their little spats in the, in the dorms. Mm-hmm. And, um, Eva says to Maureen, she says, Jesus, what? You went to a special bitch academy or something? <laughs> Yikes, yeah. And I think, like, that's just so petty. There's, there, it has no basis. It's not the most intelligent comment you could say but it's totally effective in this moment and maureen has nothing to say to her back nope so because that's just is that the scene where maureen even agrees with jonathan like that she should leave school uh i don't i don't believe so i think it's earlier than that yeah they they have so many fight scenes in this movie i've lost track yeah, honestly, same. But I like where their arc goes, though. I like the idea that in the end, Maureen ends up asking her to take the role on stage and just, like, how cool that is. And, yeah, ugh, yeah, definitely. So, good. so satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one is, like, a, uh, I only wrote, like, the final line of it, but it's, like, that sequence where Cooper, right before the performance, is telling Jody to fix her uh, pirouettes, her, and to make sure that she hits it, and doesn't miss a beat and she keeps telling him like i know i know i know and then finally she's like cooper i know <laughs> and he finally stops and it's funny because that's such like a a cliche like that's in so many kids movies or like so many teen movies is that moment yeah. but i like the way that it's handled and that he actually like hears her say that yeah yeah and he actually like kind of reacts to it and is like okay i'm being overbearing now yeah it's like one of his few moments, good moments. <laughs> I think more people in life have to actually have realizations like that. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what's your next one? Let's see. So, um, oh, it was, this was after they went to the club, the salsa club. Mm-hmm. And it's the scene um, between Charlie and Jody, and And she says, sweet sweat. Oh, yeah. And then he says, you are too. And then she says, what, sweet or sweaty? And he says both. And I love that. Like, that's the kind of the first, like, vulnerable moment they have together. That moment is so cute. Like, I, and I like just seeing, like, her, like, a little tipsy, you know, like, saying those kind of things. But he's, like, so in the moment with her. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what makes it that much better, too, is that they're in the moment together and everyone else is kind of plastered and focusing on Sergey and his whole fiasco. And they're just kind of there with each other. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I only have one more. And my last one is, I already alluded to this line, but when Jody Cooper, like, goes in for a kiss at the very end. And she goes, Cooper, you're an amazing dancer. And you're a great choreographer. But as a boyfriend, you kind of suck. <laughs> and I find it I like how like short sweet and simple she is about it you know I'm just like yeah, yeah good for you girl like stand up for yourself you know like don't don't keep hooking up with him please for the love of god don't do that um but I do find it crazy that she calls him a boyfriend I'm like honey you hooked up with him once <laughs> I and I worry about like people who watch that at a young age when the movie came out thinking that one hookup means that that's your boyfriend 
And I think yeah. about like when I was in middle school or high school and like that was kind of the the attitude was like if you were even talking to somebody, you were in a relationship with them and it's like, ew, no. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah, just it it completely disregards any kind of commitment necessary or any even like sharing the feelings. Yeah. Like agreement that I like you when you like me. Like <laughs> there was nothing like that. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of mo- couple more quotes here. Yeah, go for it. So, um, <laughs> the in the jazz class, um, the jazz teacher uh, when she's when they're all going into the the huge combination, and she says, "Just dance the shit out of it." <laughs> um, <laughs> so relatable, so necessary, and yep. more people need to say that. More people need to say, "Dance the shit out of it," because I feel like that is the epitome of kind of melting away this need for perfection and need for perfect technique and just kind of letting go. And that's when you really see Jodi shine. And that's like, that's kind of the whole point. Um, But I think that this, it's an accurate representation of the dance world. And sometimes you just need to say to someone, okay, now throw everything you know away and trust your body and dance the shit out of it. Yeah, that is, like, my new, that moment is, like, my new um, motto for finding dance teachers I want to study with regularly. Like, the teachers that I always go back to at BDC here in New York are the Mm -hmm. ones who, like, always end class that way, you know? Or even, like, not even just ending class, but, like, that's always their mentality. It's, like, you can work on technique, you know, you can get, you can try to add a new turn, or you can try to work on your turnout or whatever. But at the end of the day, you also, there's a beauty that has to be there that if you're too strict with yourself about your technique is hard to let go. Like it's hard to bring out the beauty of the dance. Um, no, totally true. And that's what I literally worked on all through my college career. And even now is it's not necessarily adding to my technique, but it's about letting go sometimes and actually being in control of when to pull it out and when to let it go. Yeah. So, reminder to all of you dancers out there, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. I'm so sorry. I had to do it. It's taken, it's taken like 10 episodes of this podcast and we finally got to the let it go reference. I knew yes. it would happen someday before I do Frozen as an episode because that has to happen. I knew it. Oh, God. Well, I, I guess I get a sticker. Yes, for, you do. For bringing it here. That's a new superlative is... <laughs> the let it go superlative. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Anyway, we're, we're dying it back. <laughs> um, so actually, this goes along with the previous quote wonderfully. Um, it's said by Cooper and it says, ABA has a great big stick up its ass. <laughs> and it's like, yes, that's that's 100% true. And that's probably one of the only relatable moments Cooper has in the movie is yeah. right there. Um, so thank you, Cooper, for saying that. They do have a stick up their ass. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any more quotes? Yeah, I just want to make sure I don't miss anything. Oh, I love this. So I, there are several moments uh, towards the end <clears throat> where Charlie is, like, trying to help Jody feel better about, you know, her relationship with Cooper and everything. But then she says... Um, I forget exactly what she says. Oh, this was after she went to the show. Mm-hmm. And she was talking to Charlie about the whole ordeal. And he says, whatever you feel, just dance it. 
And this is actually a recurring theme for him, where he is constantly talking to Jodi about bringing her feeling into the dance. And I just think that that it's such a concise way of saying it. And it's something that a lot of dancers actually struggle with is, is putting their feeling into dance that is not inherently feeling based. Mm -hmm. So a technique based dance like ballet is, it's really hard to incorporate your feelings into it when someone else is choreographing it. Um, So for him to say that and for her to actually understand it and to incorporate it over the next couple of scenes, I thought it was just really, really meaningful and important to include. When at the, towards the end I think it was Eva. This is one of Eva's breakthrough moments. And she says, I'm not dancing for them anymore. I'm dancing for me. Yeah. Which I get. I mean, I'm. This is maybe one of my spicy hot takes. I love that she says that line. And then it almost kind of makes me sad how excited she is about getting into the school. Yeah. Yep. After, like, everything she's done and everything. Or not the school, but the, the company. Every After everything she's done and everything that they've put her through. And how it really seemed like she had no chance. And then she just gets so excited. And, like, it's sweet to see her be excited, you know. But I'm also just like, oh, well, like, are you going to keep dancing for you? Or, like, are you officially now dancing for them now that they've hired you? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's, yeah. But, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that because um, it also might show that she's, you know, dancing for herself. Therefore, like her true technique is coming out and her true passion is coming out. And that's what got her the space to begin with. Yeah. And she does. I mean, obviously it's somebody else who dances her dance in the number, but it looks gorgeous. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Like she really, I'm so glad that they all acknowledge how good she is in that number. Cause I'm like, yeah, she was. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. And then the last quote I have is, um, when Maureen is talking to her mom and Maureen says, you didn't have the feet. I didn't have the heart. Oh yeah. And I thought that was just an, a touching moment between them. And I think it was the moment that Maureen's mom finally understood. And yeah. it alludes to the fact that Maureen's mom, you know, was a dancer at one point and would have wanted to go professional, but had doubts about it. And it was, it made it really clear that, you know, um, the, her position and Maureen's position were very similar in that they both had, had doubts about something um, and didn't want to regret making a choice that would change their life. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it makes them both kind of relatable in that moment and it brings them closer together. And I just thought, perfect moment to do that. Yeah. And it's a good quote to end their the movie on in terms of their storyline. It's a good button to put on it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes with some of these movies, it's it ends very unresolvedly, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, I like that they have just a little bit of a coming together. Yeah, just the hint of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it also makes Maureen's mom finally, like, kind of a decent human being. Uh, well, then, yeah, you understand her <laughs> her craziness. Like, you understand where her, her intensity is coming from because it's, it's, again, projection. Like, she's just projecting... Her own insecurities on her daughter, trying to get her yeah. to be what she wasn't. And, yeah. Absolutely. Um, should we move on to Best All Around? Sure. Great. Um, so I have a few nominations. Um, I have Juliet, because I love that teacher so much. <laughs> and I had teachers like her in school who were just like, 
were tough, you know, but at the end of the day had the biggest hearts and cared so much about you doing well. And yeah. they were the people who got me through college and, like, made help me survive. And I, I appreciate you all if you're listening. Um, <laughs> you know who you are, hopefully. Um, Jody, because we really follow her throughout the movie. She's the first character we're introduced to and the last character who gets, like, the final moments of the movie. And I really think that she carries it very well and is extremely relatable, like, the whole movie so many times. And does a good job of balancing her character in all of her, like, ups and downs. Um, yeah. Charlie, because he's so supportive of Jody and goes through that roller coaster with her. And is still there at the end, like, by her side. And the fact that he gets into the company and is so talented, like, and it doesn't, he's humble about it. Like, it's great. Um, yeah. And then I nominated Jim because, again, like, good boyfriend and supportive and, like, introducing her to normal things and like being honest with her about that she's doing unhealthy things and he cares about her health and she should too and blah 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 and um and then Maureen because I relate to some of her uh struggles and insecurities and I am happy in the end that she ends up making it's a huge decision to just not do the workshop and to completely change course after presumably almost 10 years of work of dedication to that to, yeah. to ballet to that art form and for her to just completely do a full 180 is remarkable and it makes me so thrilled in the end when like we get that little glimpse of her in college and like talking to people and just like being normal and um and normal in the sense of like not in the ballet world like she is exploring a new world and um it's just really cool, and I, I like her a lot, and I love her journey with Jim. It's so cute to see her like try to figure out how to flirt with a boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. I was, I was having trouble coming up with, with who I wanted to give this to. Um, but I think, I would be between Charlie. Um, for a lot of the same reasons that you said, but also I think like his relationship with. Jody is probably the healthiest relationship we see on on the screen for this movie. Um and Jody, I think because I mean, she's just she goes through the ups and downs like majorly. Yeah. Um and you know, she's able to persevere through it all and kind of find her find her place. Um and she's able to have like, she had such a mature take on everything, especially by the end when she's, you know, in that room with Jonathan. and Her whole her... speech to Jonathan is amazing. It's amazing, but I'm like, an 18-year-old wouldn't say that. <laughs> part of me was like in disbelief, but part of me also is really proud of her character. I think she would have. By then, I think after all the bullshit they put her through for a whole year, I feel like she could have figured it out and maybe talking with her friends about like how finally she felt recognized for being the lead in this ballet and realizing that she had so much more potential than they were giving her credit for yeah i feel like we don't see enough of that progression in the movie for the speech to maybe be fully justified to be earned but i think she's had enough experience to maybe get that final moment yeah maybe maybe but yeah, those are those are my top two. Um, 
I don't know. I think I'm more likely to go for Charlie than than Jody, just because I think he's he's also just wholesome throughout the whole the whole movie, um, and he's he's genuinely there for the right reasons. Yeah, he yeah he really is. Yeah, should we give it to Charlie then? Give it to Charlie. Charlie, congratulations. Woo-hoo! Um, well, funny enough, now that we were just talking about Charlie, I probably have the answer to this next question, but, uh, classic curveball, did you have a crush on any of these people growing up? Ooh, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, the, I think his eyes were, like, he just has really great eyes in this whole thing, and, I mean, he just has really great eyes in general. It's not (laughs) like his eyes change. Um, (laughs) but... Yeah, I think, I mean, Cooper is, like, kind of the, the classic bad boy heartthrob. Oh, yeah. Who, like, drives a motorcycle. So, did I think he was really hot? Yeah. Um, <laughs> did I did I want to think he was really hot? Maybe. <laughs> should, should I have thought he was really hot? No. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah. They're, they're definitely, but, like, there were... Oh, so many really cute guys in the entire there actually are. there was there was another guy that um this is a little bit more of a spicy hot take maybe um but the teacher for the partnering class specific okay very interesting specific. well he was the one who was like um who had the quote about yeah um, about the subway i am your slave yeah. you know <laughs> like, like his drama and his his uh passion and the way that he um brought his his like sense of imagery into the classroom I was just I thought that was like the passion was very attractive I don't know yeah I could see that um knowing the people you've had crushes on in the past that like all of those characters totally that should be a good thing or a bad thing. We all have our types. It's okay. Because I'm about to spill my crushes in this movie and it's very, very accurate to my types. Oh, um, no. I'm uh, very much a uh, Jim, Jonathan, and Jody kind of person. Of course, all the J's in the Ooh. movie. Um, Jim, like, just, like, overall is just, like, besides the fact he's extremely handsome, mm-hmm. um, he's also just so sweet, and I like that he's honest and, like, just calls her out, you know, and, yeah. like, gets, gets to the point, and I, I dig that. Um, that's basically my relationship with Keith. <laughs> I think I wanted to like a Jim. I really, really wanted to like a Jim, but I don't think I ever went for a Jim in my past. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then Jody, I definitely have a crush on because she's just, besides the fact she's fucking beautiful, she's also an amazing dancer. And I get crushes on dancers really easily, like boys and girls. It does not matter if you are a dancer. I probably have a crush on you. And I, and that happened to me a lot in college and it got me, <laughs> it never actual trouble, just my own personal turmoil. Um, and yeah, she's just amazing. And I like how sweet she is and so shy and just like. I, I find her so relatable and I love her. Um and then Jonathan and then Jonathan purely for looks. He's just sexy as fuck. Peter Gallagher, goddamn. I know he is really sexy. I didn't like his character, but if he just walked up to me and was like, "Hey, let's go on a date," I'd be like, "Okay." Yeah, exactly. Sure. So, yeah. 
So, oh, man. So, yeah, those are my three crushes. Um, Should we move into I have some notes category? Yeah, I have so many notes. <laughs> yeah, me too. So uh, I have six pages for those of you keeping track at home. Pretty minimal, but I think it's mostly because this movie has so many dance sequences. I try not to take notes during dance scenes because I was yeah. really trying to focus hard on just like watching and, and enjoying the artistry. Okay, guys. So <clears throat> getting started with these notes. Um, so the first thing I have is during the audition scene. Um... I, I wrote bad turnout but gets in question mark I wrote that as one of my spicy hot takes she totally um, wouldn't have gotten in if they didn't like her feet yeah cause there were so many other girls there so like that's just strange also her probably a spicy hot take of mine her, she has great turnout I'm sorry people she has wonderful turnout that is, she has natural turnout from her hips. She's not yanking her knees. She's not screwing anything up in her body or trying to contort. It's very natural, and that's what a healthy, well-turned-out person should look like. Yep, absolutely. Anyway, so <laughs> the next thing I wrote is overalls over the leotard. Yes, style. Um, because <laughs> I... Love that. Also, just a dancer out of dance class going into the real world is a whole style in itself. Yep. Um, but I love the fact that when she's talking to her parents, she has these jean overalls, like, over her leotard and her little ribbon around her hair. It's just so classic, and I absolutely love it. It's very 90s. It's perfect. It is perfect. Um, kudos to the costume people here. <laughs> um... <laughs> The next one I have is um, about Eva. So it says Hooters or a dancer. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just thought, I first of all, I was like, why did I not catch this when I was younger? Because <laughs> it was, I would have had questions. I would have had a lot of questions. Um, but also I was like, I don't know. While it's in her character, it's also kind of like wild that she would suggest that that scene is is totally un uh, unnecessary it's just like it yeah. makes no sense yeah yeah it's weird i don't know if it's supposed to be like her badass character is portrayed as like smoking in a group of people but i don't know i'm like i'm kind of confused also is she supposed to be 18 too question mark yeah i can't tell like <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like she acts older than all of the other characters. Yeah, yeah. But all the other characters are, like, very confusing in age, too. So yeah. I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> but um, I definitely comment throughout about the 90s fashion. Um, so I just wrote, <laughs> 90s fashion is poppin'. Um, because I'm to I'm absolutely digging, like, the, the little spaghetti strap tank tops. And, like, the... Even, like, the, the dancer fashion... Um, with the, like, the sweat, the big baggy sweatshirts and the baggy pants and, like, the layers and the, the warm-up overalls. I mean, totally classic. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, the next one is, um, I, I comment on Juliet here. This is the first time we see her teaching. And I, I wrote that no teacher really goes through the whole plie warm-up at, at that level. Because it's just not accurate for, and I don't know if it's just because she needed screen time or what it was, but 
Um, the fact that she went through the whole plie combination is kind of strange because most teachers will literally be like, okay, uh, plie is from first, plie is from second, plie is from fifth, now go to the other side, and then they'll turn the music on. Yeah. Like, that's just how it goes at that level because everyone knows a classic plie combination. Yeah. Maybe, um, I think it was probably they were trying to, it was written into the movie for, like, the novices who watch the movie who don't know what a ballet class looks like. They, that's probably why they include it. Yeah, and I was thinking about that too, but I was, it was kind of confusing. Like this is this is a audition class. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably would expect them to be able to do the play combination by themselves. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. but oh, I I have a list of the worst things that happen in uh, dance classes in, in my notes next. <laughs> so the, the first the first worst thing, um, teachers talking to you while you're trying to dance. Yep. Because you're still expected to keep all your technique and continue the combination, but they're also asking you all these questions. So you have to do this double mind game, and it was always the worst. And you'd end up messing up and stopping and hitting the next person, but whatever. It was the worst. And then they would um, always say, like, oh, focus on the combination, like, while they're talking yeah, to you. Yeah, exactly. Um, the next worst thing is talking about dress code in dance class because it takes away from the dancing. Yep. I never understood why dress code was such a big deal in dance classes. I mean, I understand that it goes into the discipline of everything, but at some point you got to kind of let it go. Or at least talk about it after the class. Don't talk about it in the middle of everything. Yeah, I I totally support that. There's so many days with my teachers that they spent... Like, I had a teacher who hated if we yawned in class, and she would spend, like, a whole minute just on how much she hated yawning. And it was like... <sighs> our brains need oxygen. Like there's only <laughs> so much we can do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're dancing and like, you need to keep your hands, you know, in the right position. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. don't know. Um, and then the last worst thing is being caught with gum, but knowing that if you throw it away, you're just going to be killing everyone with your garlic breath. <laughs> um, those are the worst things that could happen in dance class during the bar. So, yeah, no, my next note is about the salad bar, and I think it's hilarious, one, that that's when Maureen and her mom have all this hot gossip that's going down, Mm -hmm. is when they, like, go to grab salad, but also the fact that the camera had to emphasize that they were grabbing salad in order to to start, like, setting the stage for for Maureen's, like, body dysmorphia, (laughs) Um, I just found it strange and especially at that moment, because I didn't know that it was going to be significant, I was like, why m- must they show that they're eating salad together? <laughs> like, it was just very confusing the first time I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, and the next part, um, the next note I have is, hasn't everyone had a fever dream about the Four Little Swans music? <laughs> um, <laughs> and maybe it's just me, because... It's, like, it's a very classic ballet piece, um, and it's a very classic music, and, like, most people learn the, the choreography, because it's pretty short. It's a pretty short bit, but I listened to the music again when, when the scene came on, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was a bit of a, a struggle to listen to again, but I did, in some ways, I did kind of miss it, like... In my heart was aching a little bit, like, oh, I haven't done that in so long. Oh. Next page of notes. By the way, for the page count of notes, I have four. Nice! Um, wow, so, look at you. Yeah, yeah, so I'd say pretty good. Okay, I, the next note I have is, 
Ugh, Romeo and Juliet cries in ballet. Um, <laughs> because that's totally one, it's one of my favorite ballets to watch. Um, just, like, the whole thing. It's a, it's a pretty long ballet, but, man, it's, like, the most beautiful. And the scene that they showed was, ugh, oh, it was just so emotional and made me want to be on stage all over again. Yeah. Um, and I, I, my next comment was, I miss eye contact in dancing with a partner. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. It's just a whole thing that, it's so different, because you know, in, when you're dancing with someone, especially on stage, you have to have this connection with them that is super communicative, empathetic, understanding, and it can be really, like, urgent if it needs to be. It can be really sad when it needs to be. It can be really expressive when it needs to be. Like, it's just a whole other way of communicating that we practice mm -hmm. sometimes daily and, like, just haven't had the opportunity to do that because we can't be close to anyone, you know? So, makes me a little sad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the next, the next one is, are stage kisses supposed to be that passionate? Yeah! Question mark. Um, so that definitely alludes to the, the argument they have later on about their relationship. Because, yeah, that was, like, some tongue. Yeah! Um, that's not what a stage kiss is supposed to look like. <laughs> but also, so that... <laughs> the wink from Cooper after that, though, when when they're talking about the ballet and um, Jody comes up with the point shoes. Oh, Yeah. And he's like, I'll, I'll, I'll remember your name. And then he winks at her. Mm-hmm. Oh, makes me melt. Even <laughs> though he's an asshole, makes me melt. <laughs> Poor Jody, She never stood oh. a chance. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, so after that, they, they sneak onto the stage. Mm -hmm. And I also have, like, it's such a classic thing as a, a young dancer to want to sneak onto the stage when no one else is there. Oh, yeah. And it got me all in the feels again when I watched it again, because it was like, there's this, there's this swoosh of air conditioning that happens when you go from backstage to onstage. Oh, yeah. And I literally felt it when they were doing that. Aww. Like, I literally had that whole, like, the goosebumps experience. Uh, it was just, it was very magical for me to watch it again and to, like, experience it a little bit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I was on a stage, so I, I guess maybe I'm just missing it a little bit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, the next one is about the... So when they're back in the studio, and when they're talking... They're not talking, but they're, like, looking at each other at the bar. Um, I just remember, like, having so many conversations with glances at the bar mm -hmm. about, like, either a teacher doing, like, a combination that you hate or doing the thing that you didn't expect they would bring today or whatever. Um, and I, I was just remembering, like, being able to have hot gossip with friends without even saying any words mm -hmm. and how awesome that was. Um, mm. Yeah. I feel like that doesn't happen. Like, I wonder if that happens with sports teams and stuff, too. Yeah. Where people, like, talk to each other with their eyes. I'm, I'm wondering if this is just a ballet phenomenon or if no, there are I, other... I know I used to do that in basketball practice when I was a kid, for sure. If we, like, yeah, if our coach was being particularly a dick one day, we would all just look <laughs> at each other like, we're gonna kill this guy. We're, like, ten years yeah. old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I also feel like this was where um, 
especially during that age group, the preteen age group, where you're starting to hate everyone around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and when someone would do something particularly stupid or mean, this is also where, like, you would, like, make the, the eye glances, like, in middle school and be like, ah, she's such a bitch, or, like, <laughs> how dare she wear that, or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's bringing me back to all these conversations I had with people at the bar. Yeah. So many. Okay, the next note I have is, also, poor Emily, I suppose. Yes, <laughs> because poor, like poor Emily. Oh my god, she's a beautiful dancer, she doesn't stand out anywhere else. Like, I don't know. She, it's not like she stands out for being bad. So why does her weight have anything to do with it? Yeah. And, like, good on her mom. I love her mom, too. Like, special shout out to her mom when she's, like, we've had enough of this, you know? Like, of people taking advantage of her and being cruel to her. Like, and she tells the girls, you know, like, love who you are, love your bodies, love yourself. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just like, this is breaking my heart. That I remember watching the movie for the first time and crying during that scene. Mm. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. But like there were so many people out there who who just like that would that was their normal. Yeah. It's just being yelled at about something they they I mean, some people can't even control it. Some yeah. people's metabolisms just naturally work that way. Oh, so the next one is after, so after Eva yells at um, Juliet, um, and then she storms out of the class, first of all, she keeps her point shoes on to go outside. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Oh my god, so she sits outside, like, in the wintertime, she's in a winter coat and, like, her warm-ups, she's sitting outside in her point shoes, smoking a cigarette, and then she finishes the cigarette, and she stomps it out with her toe shoe. (gasps) Like, what? What? Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm freaking out about that way too much. But I think that's crazy. Because um, those shoes are like a hundred bucks a pop. If yeah. you guys didn't know that. And getting a burn mark on them? Nah. Nope. They're not. And they, you can't wear them back in the studio. Because if you make black marks on it, then you have to clean them up. Nope. Not worth it. Not mm-hmm. worth it. Sorry, Eva. You can storm out whenever you want, but you better be taking those shoes off. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but also, you know, despite all of that, I think Eva is the baddest. Yep. She's, like, the cool girl and very relatable. I kind of hate that she's the one who smokes. Yeah. Um, uh, because she's a cool girl. Also, the they never really address the smoking in... In the movie? They don't, which is really upsetting. They never have, like, a PSA moment where they're like, you shouldn't smoke. Like, don't do that. It's bad for your health. They're just like, no, that's just, like, what they do. And I'm like, no. (laughs) No, they don't. Like, don't. Yeah. Yeah. They're way too neutral in the movie about it. And, well, it also surprises me because in the, in the dance world, like, I'm, I'm familiar with a lot of dancers smoking to keep their weight down. And that's oh. actually a trigger. That's actually a trigger for like anorexia. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, and so the fact that they they address bulimia in a, a very straightforward way, but they don't address the smoking. Um, it it feels 
weird because actually the smoking is something that's more commonly, I guess both are common, but it's it's very commonly used um, as a quote healthy way to keep appetite down and keep weight down. Wow, I had no idea about that. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh my god. I I heard that there actually were some companies that had um, little individual boxes that would have the dancers' names on them. And it would be, like, a place for them to store half-finished cigarettes so they can finish them after the show. Wow. So, oh my god, I said, how does Maureen not like Jim? Like, how? He's just so... I think she likes him. She's just shy. Ugh. I know, but it just, like, makes me sad. <laughs> just, and apparently, so... It says that she's been at the school for many years. I don't know if that means that they're all the same age or what the deal is with that. Or, like, now she's of age where she can audition for the company. That that part I'm, confuses me, too, in this movie. Yeah, I wasn't sure about their age, if there was an age difference. But the other girls seem to think that she's more mature. Even though she definitely isn't. Yeah, no. Definitely not. But... Like, I don't know, it, it confuses me. And then my next comment actually is, how old are they supposed to be? Because they go to this salsa club and all order margaritas. Like, what? See, I assume that they had fake IDs and used their fake yeah. IDs to do that. But I'm just like, yeah, how did they get away with that? <laughs> like, Yeah, no no one, like, that wasn't even addressed. The the underage drinking. Yeah. And, and the smoking. But the, but the eating disorder is addressed, like... Yeah. Interesting. Just the choices. Yep. Strange choices. Um, but I also said I'd salsa with Charlie any day. (laughs) Yeah. So if he's out there, come salsa with me. (laughs) (laughs) I'd have a lovely time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) also, um, I was laughing out loud to those Jersey girls in the club that Sergei tries to get with. Like, what? Yeah. So, uh, I love, as soon as he says he's a ballet dancer, they just giggle obnoxiously. And if that doesn't encompass a Jersey girl, I don't know what does. Oh, shots fired towards Jersey girls. <laughs> I'm sorry if any of you are from New Jersey, because you're cool. You can be cool, too. But like... I have a few Jersey listeners, so this is going to be hilarious when they text me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't come at me, people. <laughs> Okay, the show's not big enough yet for um for trolls for internet trolls, so we should okay, be safe. Okay, okay, cool. So my next comment is, uh, anyone, someone, please take me to a club ASAP because man, do I miss it! Like, holy <laughs> cow, do I miss it? I miss dancing with people so much. Yeah, I miss the music. I miss the lights. I miss, I miss everything. I miss the annoying parts of it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Once, once there's no risk of dying or getting sick, I'm so ready for it. <laughs> but... Once there's no risk of dying. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what kind of world are we living in right now? Yeah, yeah, y'all, it's, uh... it's, sorry guys, I feel like this podcast is getting a little sad. I feel like this movie, though, has a lot of sad moments. Like, rewatching yeah. it, it's, it, it kind of just, all it, I like this movie, but it also just reminds me of all of the horror shit show moments that happened in college and how I'm still traumatized by a lot of those things. 
And I think now is just a rough time to be watching something that reminds me of trauma because yeah, we are literally living through probably for some of us might be the most dramatic moments in our lives is this whole fiasco. For most of us, I would say, (laughs) I would say, but anyway, um, so yeah, it's, it's a, it, it is a kind of sad slash traumatic movie in, in, in the way that the relationships are really complicated. So yeah, I guess any listener should be expecting it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Okay. On to page three, guys. We're making <laughs> it through. <laughs> Woo! Um, Okay. Uh, everyone in the audience right now, raise your hand if you've ever been hung over in a dance class before, because holy <laughs> F, does that suck. Like, oh my goodness. If you, and I'm surprised that they only show the moment that they're partnering with each other. Like, that's the moment that they, they show. Because when you're at the bar and you're trying to pour a breath forward, you're trying to bend forward <gasps> and you're hung over. Yes. How many times have I almost fallen on my head? Like, so many times, because when you go over, the world is spinning. It is spinning, so. Um, Wait, I have to interrupt to say that I thought when you said, anyone in the audience, raise your hand, I thought you were going to do the Mean Girls quote of raise your hand if you have ever been personally victimized by Regina George. (laughs) I thought you were going to do that, and I was so ready for it. (laughs) Okay. Um, getting back to it, though, um, I'm very happy that you brought in Mean Girls because I feel like this is the Mean Girls of the dance world. hmm Pretty accurately. Oh, there's yes. There's a little bit of, of drama. There's a little bit of, of, Pettiness. um, and tragedy. Um, s- someone either dies or, or gets sick. Um, yeah, it's, that, that's pretty much it. It's pretty much it. It's a little bit less funny, but it, it, it does the same thing. Yeah. Um, soap fight. Does anyone want to have a soap fight with me, please? Because that looked so freaking fun. Like, I want nothing more than throwing wet sponges at people. (laughs) You can do that now. You can just go into the middle of New York City and start throwing wet sponges at people in Central Park or Times Square. (laughs) I feel like with COVID, that's just going to... It's it's gonna be weird. You can throw it at people who aren't wearing their masks. There you go. There you go. And and since it's cold outside now, they'll just get frozen and then it's like throwing chunks of ice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll join you. This sounds fun. <laughs> oh god. So crazy. <laughs> um Um, let me see. Oh, I just wrote Maureen's mom, what a bitch. Um <laughs> Yep, with an underline and all capitals. That's about it. I love that. Um, also, just commenting on how much I love that jazz class <laughs> and the fashion with a U and not an O. Um, <laughs> that's that's what I feel about it. Um, uh, oh, the pirouettes from fifth at the end of the jazz class, like the worst. Mm-hmm. The absolute worst, and I don't know how they all ended up doing such perfect turns, because they're so hard to do in general, but to do them at an end of a combination when your legs are already, like, on fire, Yeah. I mean, I could not... No wonder they all fell over at the end, like, shit, 
That was exhausting. Yep. Just to watch. It was exhausting. <laughs> um, but so now Cooper brings her back to his place. And I, I didn't notice this when I first watched the movie, but Cooper lives in Brooklyn. Like, I kind of thought he was wealthy. Well, his so, place, that's one of my spicy hot takes. He could not afford that place. Nah. Nah. But I'm like, I was very surprised to see that he lived in Brooklyn if he was dancing in New York, in, like, Midtown every single day. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, like, the whole thing, I, I couldn't wrap my brain around it. But his studio is New York Goals, for sure. Oh, like yeah. Like, that big window and the view of the water. I mean... That's probably, that's probably in Dumbo, and it's probably, like, in a non-COVID time, like, 4500 a month. Oh, I would, I would even assume more than that. Really? Yeah, for a place, it looked huge. That's true, that's true. Like, it looked like a converted warehouse, like, yeah. No, I feel like that's probably goes for something closer to, like, 8k. Oof. Oh, big yikes. Yep. Yeah. And on a dancer salary, even for ABT, there's no way he affords that place. Oh, God. So the next one I have is also kind of sad. I miss New York so freaking much. The scene when they go into Times Square in the limo, mm-hmm. and Times Square is bustling, and then they go on, they, they, they go on the ferry. I mean, I'm just... I almost cried. I miss it so much. Like, I was just so sad to see that. Yeah. Ugh, I never imagined I'd be sad seeing that scene. But I just kind of want to go. Um, maybe I should just go on the ferry one day and pretend there are a lot of people around. Yeah, you could. Pretend you're not wearing a mask and can't talk to anybody and just, yeah. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Everyone wear a mask. Yep. So we can bring New York City back. Please. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's subtle. <laughs> uh, let's see. I wrote, Charlie is so sweet. And then I wrote, do it, do it. And then I said, why go for the bad boy? Because, like, I'm just... that. I think that was the scene when they were on the ferry. Yeah. And Charlie, like, really is asking her out, and she is kind of like, I'm kind of seeing someone. Which she is not. That is not... No! One one hookup does not equal seeing someone. Jesus. No. No. So, yes. I really wanted... I was really shipping them at that moment, and I really wanted them to go for it. But, of course, they did not. And that was a big bummer. Um... Okay, and then I wrote the... This is when the mini dance battle happens between the boys! Ah, yes! I was, so good. I literally wrote, I'm sweating. Like, <laughs> it, just watching it made me sweat out of <laughs> out of hotness um, physically and out of hotness emotionally. Like, I was just... I don't even know if that's a thing. Um, <laughs> I'm just spewing words at the moment. But, no, I just... I was so... Digging the mini dance battle, first of all. Second of all, like, just beautiful dancers. Man, I miss watching men dance. I really do. Yeah. Um, I have no shame in saying that. So, I can watch a dance battle like that all day long. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wrote, what a wholesome moment between Eva and Juliet. 
when they when uh, Eva's in the studio and Juliet is um, passing by and she sees her practicing. Mm-hmm. Like, what a heartwarming moment. I love that. Yeah. Um, Maureen's honesty with Eva is absolutely soul-crushing. Yes. Yeah. She is just... She has no mercy. And it's so confusing, I think, because she's such a shy presence, but when it comes to being like catty she's not shy at all and i think she learns that from her mother i think that it's just bad influence on her growing up with someone like her mom who just like criticizes literally everyone around her and is so extremely competitive i'm not surprised yeah yeah absolutely um the next thing i actually have a question for you um so uh i have my own thoughts on this but what are your dressing room staples Ooh, like, what do I keep in my dressing room? Yeah. Okay, I always have a snack. Um, Usually, like, 70% cacao chocolate, like, little squares. Mm-hmm. Um, because at least it's healthy and gives me a good, like, balanced sugar rush. Um, I have a million tissues and wet ones. <laughs> because guaranteed I'm going to get makeup on something and need to dab it with a wet one to get out the stain. And I'm going to need a million tissues for all of my makeup and whatnot. Um, I usually like to have at least, like, one decoration, whether it's, like, artwork somebody makes me for a show or, like, I bring a picture or something to the theater that I like to have. Um, uh, hmm, God. Is this terrible to say that it's been so long since I did a show? I'm having a hard time remembering. Um, no, no, that's that's the nature of life these days. Yeah, I always bring a backup outfit with me to change into after the show that it's really pretty. Like, I always get dressed up after a performance because... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm not one of those people who's like... I also am that person who I get changed so quickly after a show and I run out the door so fast, it's, like, absurd. Yep, like, yep. I'm always the first one to leave after a performance. Um, I do not like sticking around. More than... More than having things in my dressing room, my major thing is just, like, I usually, whenever I, I remember this specifically in high school, and I used to do this in, in college, too. Before a show, I would get there a whole, like, hour and a half, two hours early. Yep, yep. I was always ridiculously early, because I just love taking my time for long periods of time, doing a long vocal warm-up, doing a long physical warm-up, like, all of that stuff, because if I didn't do that if I didn't take my time and if I felt even a little bit rushed before performance I was always off yeah yeah absolutely yeah I think those are my staples totally no I absolutely so I would always get there like an hour and a half early too I try to get there before everyone else did because I love doing my makeup when I knew that I had a mirror available that was like the biggest like comfort is being able to sit right in front of the mirror and do your full face before anyone got there. Yes, 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 um, yes. But I always, so I always had extra hairspray. I always had a huge container full of bobby pins. <laughs> um, I I would always bring some kind of mint to the backstage area, and typically I got one of those jumbo-sized ones from, like, BJ's or Sam's Club. So I could share with everyone else there. So mm-hmm. I was typically, like, when I had my little cubicle, um, I typically just opened up the mints and left them there. Um, and they were definitely gone by, like, 
the second day because oh everyone got way too many of them. <laughs> but it was always kind of fun. Um, a water bottle was always there. Um, I typically had like my huge dance bag with like an extra change of clothes. Um, I typically had like so many extra like products and first aid stuff just in case. Mm -hmm. So I had like a couple of extra things of different makeups and I had like band-aids and and tape and all that stuff for like my toes and such. Um, And then I always had like some kind of um, warm-up outfit. So I had like leg warmers and like a sweatshirt because typically when we would go into this, the, onto stage to like warm up, um, it would be so freezing because again, it's air conditioning that we would all like show up in our baggiest sweatpants and like these huge sweatshirts and everything. And we'd be fully made up and ready to go, but we would just be in these baggy clothes. Um, so that was always a staple, but, but yeah, I mean, that was to, oh, and there was always one speaker that was in the dressing room, um, so that we could all blast our tunes Aw, that's so, nice. Yeah, so we we like to, you know, do a little background dancing before we actually went out on stage to dance. But um in the scene where they, they show the backstage area, I was like, Oh, I missed this and I like I was curious about, you know, if you had any rituals or not. Yeah, I mostly it was just getting to the theater super early and um usually not conversing much with people before a show like as soon as enough people started to show up I would go off on my own to warm up I wasn't really one for conversation before a performance um and I back in the day I used to like listening to music before a performance but now I'm really against it so I actually get frustrated sometimes when people blare music without really giving the option of not having to put up with that you know (laughs) So PSA to people, if you want to play music in a in a dressing room, you know, if you're sharing a dressing room with people, ask for permission to play music. And if somebody protests, don't do it. Just like, don't yes. do it. Um, yes. Just like put in your own headphones, please. Sigh. Sigh. Okay. Well, I'm almost <laughs> done with my notes. Um, Sweet. So the next one I have, oh my gosh. So this is during the performance. I was like very confused. So when the bed comes out during the performance... Mm-hmm. I'm like, her parents are there, and yep. all their parents are there, and she's 18. Like, yep. what? Her parents are so innocent, especially based on the fact that they they said that line way back at the beginning that like, that they didn't know that they took 18 or 18 out of the whole world or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just. My mind is blown that they were they were like all happy about her performance at the end and they gave her flowers and like you were the best and they were all smiley. My parents would have killed me if they saw me on stage like that. <laughs> they would have ki- they didn't even want me taking jazz class because I was that th- they shook their booty too much. Wow. I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> and then basically my other comments were just about that last piece. So the Fuates, oh my god, the Fuates were actually super impressive to me. Just the fact that she was able to do those was, like, mind-boggling, especially when I first watched the movie. <laughs> I think that was the last one I had. Sweet. The Fuates. Um, so, I have some notes. I My first note was, do I miss ballet? Eh, a little, in terms of, like, taking class. Do I miss dance auditions? 
absolutely fucking not. I Aww. I can't think of a worse thing in the world than dance auditions. Like, I hate auditioning in general, which, why did I choose to be an actor? Um, <laughs> but I ask myself this daily. But dance auditions in particular are probably what I dread most in life in general. Next to dying, uh, I, I dread <laughs> dance auditions. Um... Okay, how'd they find out that they got into the program so quickly? Like, literally, the audition ends, and they automatically... If only 12 people are accepted on the planet, as that one woman likes to point out, they would not find out day of. There would be an email sent a month later, again, accepting them to the program. I Um, don't know. I don't know. That's... Yeah. The movie just kind of skips over that detail. (laughs) Um, It's not clear why uh, Eva doesn't want to go to the program. Which kind of bothers me. Because I'm just like, yeah. is it, like, insecurity? Can she not afford it? Like, is it that... Like, is she just, like, gets so dramatic about she got in and it's, like, the worst thing that's happened to her? It's like, well, why did you go to the audition? I think it's something about affording it because she does talk about the scholarship during uh, that yeah. scene. So I that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Weird. It, it just always bothers me. Um, she also, like, if you've noticed, she doesn't have any parents here in the movie. So I'm also wondering about, um, if that is, like, kind of a hint at, you know, the fact that she either, um, has to live with, with other people, if she has a different kind of family structure, or she's living with friends, or what the deal is there. Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. Um... (laughs) I wrote LMAO, classic meet cute between <laughs> between Cooper and uh, Jody. I find it's hilarious when she looks up and she sees him and she goes, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Too good. Um, okay, I'm on Maureen's side. Smoking sucks. Like, what the fuck? That whole sequence of, like, Eva just openly smoking in their room. I would lose my shit if somebody did that to me. Yeah, no, same. I would be like, please... Go yep. somewhere else. Yeah. Or at least open a window. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Donna Murphy is a goddess. Like, I fucking... She's one of, like, the greatest actresses of theater ever. And I'm, <laughs> I love her. I want to be her. I write this a cu- couple of times in my notes. I want to be her when I grow up. She's perfect. And I love uh-huh. her. Um, I wrote, obviously, Maureen would be better than all of them if she's been there since she was nine. Yeah. That's what I don't understand about the age dynamics in this. How some of them could get in their last year with only a year to prep to audition for the company. And she can be there since she's nine years old. It makes, it doesn't make any sense that they're in the same class then. Well, the only thing that I would think is um, because some people audition their their young children early to get into the school. um, And some don't audition until they're done with high school. Mm-hmm. So, because some people, some parents want their kids to have a formal high school education before they go on to dance, yeah, professionally. So that's the only thing I would think of, because I know that um, the um, uh, SAB, which is the School of American Ballet, mm-hmm. they they're the company that funnels into the New York City Ballet, and I think they do the same thing where you can kind of audition at. There are certain age groups that you audition within, mm-hmm. um, but you can audition as early as, like, two or three or four if you show promise, um, and you can audition as late as, like, right out of high school. Yeah. Oh, wait. I just want to read this note. 
as I wrote it because clearly I was not f- focusing on writing while like I was like watching a movie and writing this note. So this is how I wrote the note. Could for Cooper taking that woman's movie. <laughs> <laughs> and what I meant was good for Cooper taking that woman's money for like winning her ah. over in the end and getting her money yeah. to finance his company. Like I actually totally support him in that. Of course he should fuck over Jonathan for yeah. just assuming that he will go along with his plan. Like what the fuck? Um Jody Sawyer is a great character name. Uh <laughs> I didn't I don't understand why Cooper doesn't switch companies right away. Like after that happened and he went to London and then he comes back for a season. It's just confusing to me. I'm like, how is he able mentally, emotionally to be able to work with them for even a year? Like, after that drama happened, how do you even look them in the eye? I don't know. I think it's a... One, I think it's a source of pride because just with any other... Like, any other performing arts field, you need to know your people. Mm -hmm. Um, You need to know the big wigs in order to kind of get... So I think it's partially, like, redeeming himself. And the best way he can redeem himself is through dance. And also, I think it's the connections. I, I think he was planning it the whole time to, to gain the connections from Jonathan so he can fund his own company. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. Um, What else? Uh, I just wrote, I dig Jim. That's yes. Just, that's, I dig him. <laughs> oh, Jody's hair is perfect the entire movie. Just like yes. every scene. That's wow. definitely a spicy hot take of mine because she, yes, um, the especially the the milkmaid braids, yes. Um, oh my god, she, yes. Like, that was my favorite hairstyle of hers. Just putting that out there. Yep. <laughs> also, I wrote about Jonathan's comment about ideal body type with a uh, Jody. I wrote, "Go die, suck a dick," <laughs> in all caps. <laughs> I hate him. Um. I wrote, I love the dance club. Remember life. I, oh, I wrote reasons why uh, Maureen's mother is the literal worst. I can't believe her mom used her period against her. Right? Oh my God. I hated that too. Like what kind of woman says that to another woman? To your own daughter? Are you on your period? Wow. Wow. The audacity. Fuck her. Nope. Um, Priscilla Lopez, who originated the role of Diana Morales in A Chorus Line, who plays the jazz teacher, who's amazing in this. God bless her. Wherever you are, Pris- Priscilla Lopez, I fucking love you. She's a right. goddess. Dance the shit out of it, people! Yes! <laughs> I love her. Ooh, yes. Um, I wrote, laugh my ass off. You go, girl. Check out his ass. <laughs> <laughs> just love she's so blatant about it. I'm like, yep. fuck yeah, you go, go for it. Um, I laugh my ass off. They are trying to make Jazz look so sexy in that scene. It makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, technically, there is no real, quote, jazz technique out there. Just letting oh, all yeah, you yeah, guys yeah. know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like styles. Yeah. There are different there, styles, but there's no... Yeah. yeah. There's no one thing that defines all of jazz Which as is what's jazz. amazing about it. Yes. Um, I wrote, oh, so when Eva is talking about, you know, it's after I think the list comes out and she doesn't, she get just gets into the core, but she doesn't get a lead role and she's like really bummed about it and very upset. I just wrote, you should have thought of that sooner, Eva. 
That's just <laughs> you're so upset now. It's like, well, yeah, then you shouldn't have acted like such a fucking bitch the, when you first started. Like, yeah, hello, yeah. consequences, honey, consequences. Yeah, I have an emotional roller coaster with her in general, just because like you like her because she's outspoken and you hate her because she's outspoken and she doesn't know what she wants and she gets it half the time and she doesn't get it the other half the time yeah Yeah. it's just it's a lot of feels lots of feels yep uh i wrote i want to look like donna murphy when i grow up she just looks beautiful in this movie in every scene and i'm like can i please look as put together as she does yeah um the limo thing is super fun just the fact that they rent a limo to go to the ferry for his birthday is so awesome. And, like, good friends. Uh, I write in all capitals with three question marks. How do the boys not break their knees when they're doing those crazy leaps and they go into kneeling on the floor? How? How do they not break their knees? I will never. It's probably one of my favorite things to watch in ballet because I'm always just like, how did you do that? Just, like... You are magic. <laughs> well, so I think the I think the the short answer is they they land with their thighs first. <laughs> yeah. It looks like they land with their knees, but they land with their thighs. But yeah, honestly, I I've never taken a, a men's class myself before, but I've always wanted to just so I could try to figure out all their secrets. Yeah. Yeah. That was always my favorite in college when I would see, sometimes the instructors would just give notes to the guys and we would watch them just do exercises by themselves instead of all together as a class. And I always found it fascinating, like, just how difficult, how equally difficult their job is to ballerinas as well. Yeah, um, yeah. And the the strength that they need to be able to pull off a lot of the moves that they have to do is incredible. Um, yeah. Juliet Simone is also a great character name. I, I wish <laughs> that were my name. Juliet Simone is gorgeous. Um, I, okay, in the movie when Eric gets hurt, I forgot that that happens, and I gasped out loud. Oh! (laughs) I did not see that coming, and I was like, oh, shit, I forgot, fuck. And that just got to me. Um, I cannot believe that Cooper took a kid's spot. Like, took one of the student's spots. I know! I know! That's the worst. It's, like, yeah. Could you imagine having an ego like that? I know. And I was just like, you literally, you're hurting somebody's chances that they could be getting hired just because you refuse to let your ballet look maybe not as good. Like, wow. Yeah. Horrible. Um, Mm -hmm. I wrote, yes, female conductor. I did. (laughs) I was so happy. I was like, I did not remember that detail about this movie. And that makes it great. I didn't even notice. Oh, this is one of the, I wrote again in all caps, when her mom, when, when Maureen is trying to tell her mom about her eating disorder and her mom says, you watch your weight, there's nothing wrong with that. I just wrote, yikes, big yikes. Like, yes. what kind of mentality is that? Um, and then some notes about the uh, major ballet, about um, Cooper's ballet. <laughs> the, fucking, the fucking motorcycle laughed my ass off. I just... Oh, my God. Gets me every time. Um, the sex scene is super inappropriate. And as a student, she should not have had to be asked to take her clothes off and do that. Um, and the costume change is unrealistic. We already talked about that. <laughs> um, I wrote in the end, good for Jody about, like, what she says to to Jonathan and turning down the school potentially. Cause I'm assuming they would have given her a spot. Yeah. Um, cause they never introduced who the third girl was. So I'm assuming it was going to be her. Yeah. 
And based on the reactions to her joining Cooper's company. Also because I find it hilarious that later, um, Charlie says that he found out from Jonathan that she was going to go with Cooper. And I was like, wait, so when Co- when Charlie had his meeting, did, like, Jonathan, was, was Jonathan just, like, bitching about it? Was he just, like, and we would have had another star, but she went to the dark side. Like, what? <laughs> How does Charlie know that information? It's just so mm. random. Um, but I, I'm i happy for Jody in the end. And also, like, what she says to uh, Cooper and makes it clear that they're not going to have a relationship like that anymore. I, I'm just very proud of her. Um, also, random, did you notice that there, she kisses another guy in the very last moments of the movie? Who? So, okay, so, you know, she shares that kiss with Charlie, and then they're walking off together, and... People start handing her flowers and the whole crowd's applauding her for how good she did. And there's a guy who walks up to her that they kiss on the lips when he hands her a rose. And Charlie just looks at the guy like, what did you just do? With like a smile on his face. I have no idea. I mean, I saw the flowers and I was like, hmm, I wonder about the the giving of the flowers thing. But I did not see the kiss. I'm wondering, could it have been her dad? No. Oh, no, 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 no. It was a young guy who looked like he was in the company with them. Ooh. And it's mm. weird. And, like, it's on the lips. And Charlie's face looks at the guy just like, what was that? And it's hilarious. And just one of, like, I don't know why that happens. And it's funny. Um, <laughs> and then a question for you. You know, you asked, like, what do we have in our dressing room. Um, what do you think Maureen studied in school when she went to college? I don't know. Maybe nutrition? Or, like, exercise science? I don't know. I've, I'm just thinking of, like, a lot of dancers tend to go in that direction or they tend to go in, like, administrative ro- roles. So maybe she went, you know, uh, after her mom and did, like, a, an arts administration kind of... Which I could see her doing because she could be then near the ballet, which she loves, you know, but doesn't want to do professionally. Yeah. And I could totally see that about her. I could see her running a ballet company someday. Totally. Or maybe she gets into choreography. You never know. Yeah, Exactly. Um, but I hope she's happy. Uh, so those are my, I have some notes. Uh, should we move into spicy hot takes? I don't know. I'm kind of all out. I think, (laughs) I think we, we have gone through all of mine as we have through the notes. You want me to just read off mine then? Sure. I think we've talked about most of them, so I might only have a few. So I'm just going to try to see. Um, let's see. Uh, I literally wrote most obvious spicy hot take. For me, personally, this is the most obvious one. Eva probably would have been kicked out of the program day one for her attitude. Yep. Like, there's no way that would have, that would have worked. Um, she, she definitely would have been kicked out. Um, I hate the jazz routine that they do in that class. I hate it. Sadness. Yeah. Uh... They all look happy to see the cast list for, like, who gets the workshop, who gets what roles in the workshop, and that's a total fucking lie. That is not realistic. Like, people would not be excited for a cast list to come out in front of everyone. And then the last... Do I just have two more? Yep, just two more. Um, I think it was really unfair to Sergey that they switched... That Maureen and Eva switched out, and they didn't tell him beforehand. Yeah, no, he got... He, like, got really mad. I don't know if you saw at the after the performance, but... He does, yeah. Yeah, there was that moment between him and Maureen. Or him and Eva, rather. Yeah. He gets really uh, mad. And I do not... Thank God he got into the San Francisco ballet like he wanted. But, like, they could have ruined his chances if he yeah. had been thrown in the least for what they did. And they should be ashamed of themselves for not including him in the decision. And then, also, in reality, Eva and Maureen would have been crucified for what they did. Yeah. 
Yep. Like, yeah, sure, Eva was beautiful and amazing in the ballet, but, like, oh, my God, they would have been in so much trouble. They both probably would have been kicked out of the program. Yeah, no, definitely. They're, yeah, they wouldn't have, they would not have, nope. Yep. Uh, and those are my spicy takes. Yeah, no, I, I was gonna say, they probably would be blacklisted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, potentially, actually, you're totally right. Yeah. At least in New York. Um, and now we move on to the ironic question of the podcast. Should this be remade? Um, which it did have a sequel. I have not seen the sequel. I know nothing about the sequel. So who knows? Um, but in terms of remake, and it's funny that we're recording this right after the new ballet series on Netflix just came out. Tiny, pretty, tiny, tiny little things. Tiny, pretty things. Tiny, pretty things. That's what it's called. Yeah. Um, and that just came out about drama and ballet school, which looks very dramatic, very, like, uh, uh Pretty Little Liars, which I'm like, oh, It's yikes. more thriller-esque than it is ballet, but there, there is, it looks like there's some good dancing, and I know there's, um, Tyler Peck and a couple of other New York City ballet dancers in there, so it oh, should cool. be stacked, um, with good dancing for those who are looking for another similar yeah. thing to watch. That's cool. In terms of, I'm always down for ballet content. I love, did you watch the show Bunheads? No. <gasps> you would have loved Bunheads. Oh my god, it was so good. Sudden Foster and Kelly Bishop in this cute little, like, Stars Hollow-esque kind of town, running a ballet company <laughs> with teenagers. It was so cute, and I loved it. And the dances on the show were amazing. I still watch them on YouTube now, because they're, like, <laughs> fucking great. They were really well choreographed. Whoever choreographed that show, I hope they won an Emmy for it, because really good. Um, and yeah, I'm always down for more ballet content. I'm always down for dance content. Like, it's just, it's fun. And the drama, it, if, if it's written as well as this movie is in terms of how genuine this movie is for, like, this is how people talk in, in, the, uh, in the theater world, in, like, performance world, um, yeah, I, I'm always down for more. I don't know necessarily if this needs to be remade. I feel like they did a good job with this. I think we could improve on this formula. Um, <laughs> But I'll always take more dance content. Why not? Yeah. I I think I'd agree. I don't... I haven't seen the sequel. I think there are two sequels, actually. I think there's a third third one as well. Oh, wow. Um, when I was Googling, that's what I saw. But um, I think the fact that it is... It was set the way it was set. I think it's perfect for the time period that it was set in. But I think that if they tried to modernize it, I don't think it would... It would register the same way. Um, and I think now, too, things have become so um, commercialized. I think it just, it wouldn't hit the same way. I mm-hmm. think there's something about it sitting within the time period that it was made that made it perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. All right. Well, I think that's everything. Um, thank you, Kat, so much for coming on the show and talking about this drama with me and thank you everybody for listening i hope you all subscribe rate and review wherever you are listening to this podcast to this lovely podcast please follow the instagram account at please don't remake this thank you for listening Mm, bye bye